Two of Dongu's finest graced the TKL studio recently with their presence. Jeffrey and Amela are an international couple residing and working in Ulsan. In this two-hour-plus chat, we talk about growing up abroad and residing in Korea, life, travel, food, work, and everything in between. Often with work, family, and other side gigs, it's hard to connect with new friends and have meaningful conversations. This podcast continues to allow us to meet new people, hear their stories, and strengthen bonds in the community. A big thanks goes out to Jeffrey and Amela for making it all the way from Donggu early on a Sunday. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. pile of corals that went yeah. up. But it's the best corals I've ever seen in my life. And it just goes down. down. Yeah. I mean, you, you have a beach at least like... But you can see 10 kinds of sharks. I watched a, a giant sea turtle orgy for two oh, so days. My, close to our home, my hometown. Yeah. My hometown. Yeah. Talk about my hometown. No, no, not your hometown. It's, uh, close to my hood. Close to my hood. It's in your hood, yes. Yeah. Man. The most amazing, amazing underwater. It's, it's the best diving spot in the world. Oh, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> we get so less happy. I've heard the Red Sea too, but the problem with the Red Sea is there's 8 billion people. That's what mm. I call my fucking. And, and the Galapagos has the same thing. Like, it, there, there's just too many people, so it takes away from it. But yeah. this, this place is one impossible to get to. Yes. And, and well, the European. Can, they won't get you in if you don't book. Well, I'll tell you a funny story from there, but... Oh, yeah, that's... I've heard a lot of people come from Simpadan. Simpadan. Oh, nice. There's there's another place close by there that's also very, very good. Um, I mean, lot, you could do a lot of island hopping in KK. I mean, yeah. Sabah. But yeah. I was... Layang Layang as well. Yeah. Yes. But I was, I was around here, and we were at the Orangutan Sanctuary, whatever, yeah, wherever that is. And somebody said, you got to go diving this place. It's unreal. And I've been diving. Is your T2? Perfect. It's okay. I've been diving a bunch no, of no, other no. places. <laughs> if you want to take out your tea bag or uh, if you want some, uh, some skins. So I went there mm-hmm. and that's what they said. They said, oh, you can't just come here diving. You, yeah. you got to book. It's booked for years in advance. And I said, but I, there's this one place called Jeffrey's Dive Shop. <laughs> <laughs> Like this, like just not, you know, like uh, Scuba Central or not a real name. It's called like Mr. Kim's Dive Shop. Yeah. And I think it's called Backpackers. And I went, fuck, I should show you the pictures. I went there and I said, I want to go Wait, diving. They're like, no, no, no. Like nice. even the Backpackers place is, this is packed for months and months. But sometimes people can't get here. There's a typhoon, the plane, they miss the plane, whatever. Uh, yes. So sometimes you can fit in for a day or in a day you can get three dives in. Um, so you can slip in for a day or whatever. And, uh, so I said, well, I'll hang out for two or three days or whatever. And then, and and, and I'll see. And if not, just the snorkeling around where you stay. So there's two places, two cool places. One is on an oil platform Mm -hmm. and I stayed on the the old oil platform. Just, it's not running anymore. No, they turned it into a, like a guest house. That's so cool. So you take the elevator down. Like you wake up in the morning level. and and because of the big pillars there, it's attracted mm. a lot of sea life. Yeah. Mm. And you just take the elevator down from whatever, 20 stories up into the water. You just jump off and then you get down when you're done snorkeling, diving, whatever you want. Ding dong. Elevator comes back down, lifts you back up. 
It's cool. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. And the other one was like uh, Floating Village. Not like a Maldives floating village, like, yeah, a, yeah, like yeah. a shithole floating village. For something. Yeah. I think I've been, I, I visited that. And the little kids yeah. are playing plastic drums yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, I ended up going for five dives. One group didn't show up or two guys didn't show up. And it was okay. same. It was like 40 bucks a dive. Exactly. But, cheap. But the other ones are not. The other ones are freaking expensive as hell. And it's all custom Europe tours. Just yeah. Europe groups just coming in. But the one Greg's dive shop or something, Bob's dive shop was... That was it. And you just... 40 bucks is okay. That was That's not... More than okay. It was not uh, like a high-end tourist organization or, or company. So there was always people missing a day or two here, a dive or two here. And they said, if you hang out for a week, you can probably get on one or two boats and go. And you get on those boats. I think it's four 200 horsepower motors. Oh. Take you an hour to get there. Nice. And uh, that's it. But I mean like thousands of sea turtles fucking everywhere you look. Mm. And a hammerhead and a bull shark and a reef shark. My place, I tell you. It's craziest. so beautiful. You and haven't people. even been there. Can we please <laughs> tell like, oh, how amazing the people there. are here? Uh, okay. It's like the Maldives. Maldives is the same. Our Maldives can be yeah, Maldives. doesn't even look real to me. The Maldives. Maldives? Yeah. It is. It does. Like, as you, you picture them, you yeah. just go like, oh my God, it doesn't even... I, I don't know if I can sand. afford the Maldives, so I want to go to the Nicobar. White sand, turtles, shark. But it's expensive, no? Yeah, yeah. super yeah. expensive. And a Muslim country, too. Yes, but they don't care for tourists. That's why they say for the, the alternative is the Nicobar Islands. Where is that? Same, just across oh. across the... Which is not Muslim? No, it's just... It's on, it's not... Uh, I don't know if it's Burmese or not, or Myanmar or not, but it's off the coast of Myanmar, and it's very similar to... The Maldives just not not explored. Just like I I think we're going to Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and Tajikistan in the summer and Something stands. Um no, we'll go to three or four of them and for five weeks nice. with the kids. But there's a place there and it looks exactly like the Grand Canyon. But same thing. Grand Canyon's three hundred bucks a night if you want to stay on the canyon. Yeah, that one is. And there, it's like ten bucks. 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what we did. What we, we followed when we were living in Australia. A lot of the vibes I'm getting is that what I saw in TV in, in the US. Yeah, it's so. It's very similar. Yeah, yeah. it is. So but you have the cowboy towns. Yeah, I know, never the, the, feel the, the like the then... need to go to the US because in Korea, if you ask most of the people, they're all like. Oh, I want to learn English so I can live in the U.S. or study in the U.S. They all want to go to the U.S. Hmm. Well, in Australia, you ask them where they want to go. Mate, I want to go to Bali, mate. But yeah. my talk's the best, mate. It's like this And they this all cliche. want to go to Bali. And they all go to Bali. Yeah, yeah lots and lots. But when I went in Australia, it's like, it gives me that, that American vibes. Mm. You know, people. You know, my brother's in Tokyo right now, and he said, but we can't figure out why every shop is Western. But nobody speaks English. <laughs> it's like every there's no Japanese shops. Or it's all Western shops, stores everywhere. And we recently went but nobody speaks English. Japan oh, yeah. as well, and we found a lot. Oh, yeah, of you, you guys were in Kyoto. Yeah, Kyoto is amazing. Osaka, it, Kyoto, uh, yeah, Nara. another one looks like a storybook. Yeah, it looks like a storybook. That's exactly book. what I say. Golden I Temple. Like you mean the manga? Yeah. yeah. You're just walking around, <laughs> and it looks exactly. And we made a lot of Wild cliche. Neat, clean. Until we yeah. arrived. Which we went to Osaka and the same day we decided to go to Kyoto. And Geoffrey's like, do you notice we've seen all the cliché 
We're just missing that one thing. I said, which one? Describe it to me. You know those girls? Those girls. The the geisha. Geisha. Geisha, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. The funny ears. You, you know, know those they, cosplay? They wear ah, cosplay. Oh, okay. And like weird As he described it, that lady walked by and he said, and yeah, like, like this. And, 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 so like, <laughs> I don't see like, that, that one. Okay. And I'm like, we've done everything. Back, go, go back. Yeah. <laughs> Such an interesting experience. But it's, it's yeah, my, I've been there a bunch of times, but I thought in Tokyo, if you're in Shinjuku, Harajuku, Shibuya, whatever, you can see that stuff all the time. I mean, it's it's everywhere. And you're like, wow, this is what this is what they say. But it's funny when you're in Nagasaki or Hiroshima or somewhere, and you see it, and you're like, wow, it's just like I said, seeing a lady boy in in Porto Princesa or something. Like, how how did you get here? Really? This is really out of the ordinary. Wow. But I've but never... to see to see those costume stuff in the smaller towns or cities or that yeah. that culture still. Is in those places is is really really it, it kind of looks a little out of place yeah but yeah, it's it's funny like the fact that you can still find the original culture in a place yeah and that is modern they're fully developed mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still keep the culture yeah Good. have you seen the memoirs of a geisha or read the book uh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've watched the, the movie yeah very pretty the, very nice. uh, it's been a long time ago yeah I thought I'd become a geisha I was a little girl can you blame me yeah. I was a little girl but I, I yeah I. I don't know if that's a Western perception or how, like, same thing. I think lots of people look at that and think, like, oh, that would be so cool. But if you learn about the history and, and the story, and you're like, not no, that no, that's not what I want to be. I just, it sounds cool to look like that or, or to be like that. Yeah. But again, we found a lot of French where we were in Osaka and Kyoto. Everywhere. And because I, I, really? I, I learned French everywhere. Yeah. Huh. And we're like, it's like, you know, China. <laughs> Like everywhere, but this is French everywhere. Wow. Well, just quite odd. Why? That was why a few of the have... questions I have. I got for you not being French. <laughs> <laughs> we have our own impressions of the French and stereotypes <laughs> and whatever else. But the I think I'm a good person to ask because I'm kind of neutral. Mm. I won't take it. I won't have a bias. Well, that's that's the thing is you're kind of out of your culture. Yeah. Yeah, he's been in Malaysia. Malay he's wife, out so. of touch. He's not the right person. I did in Malaysia longer than France, but. But the French in general are great global travelers, but they're typically only going to specific places. Yeah. Right. I mean, there, there's not there's not as many off the beaten pathers, and I mean, all the I've been eighty six countries, and most of the times you can almost guess where you're going to find them, and it is they they are everywhere, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not surprised that that you heard it or saw lots because I man I, I meet French people everywhere. But maybe just... Uh... I think we travel a lot. And there are some people who go off the path. Oh, for sure there are but, some. Um, generally, the mass, mass of French, goes to the same spot, do the same thing, and they stay within... Right. That, that, that's, what I, that's what I mean. And it kind of reminds me of the Koreans. Yeah. Where you, Koreans you are... could pick Guam, Saipan. Mm-hmm. Let's get really wild. Turkey. Whoa! Turkey. <laughs> uh, because Korea has a strong tie with Turkey, but... You you can you can almost guess where ninety percent will go on vacation because it's it's always the same spot. You know, beach. Okay, Boracay, Guam, Saipan, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the Russians similar. How's mm-hmm. that for the Canadians? I mean, where Thailand. Do you find the Canadians everywhere. <laughs> Igloos, Malta. Yeah, the, yeah. The Russians were also very predictable for many years, but the Canadians. What's Canadian? It's uh-huh. one hundred and fifty-five years old. I mean, what? Even we're not full-on Canadian. So who's who's Canadian? What's Canadian? Mm-hmm. All of Canadians' ancestors are all over the world. Oh. So yeah. our grandparents are both Italian. Ah, uh, yes. It's like so, mixed. Italian-English. 
Every you're Italian, Italian, Irish, French. But I mean, in Canada, the Asians, Asians, Africans, European, it's everybody. So, what's where do Canadians? They kind of go everywhere. I think. Same goes the French. The dark skin can also be French. Yeah, we have France. I mean, we have territories everywhere. Yeah. So we have black French, but they're like. French, French. It's not like um, immigrants. Not West African French. French. We took over, <laughs> and they became friends. So they are, <laughs> hold on, these are West African French, or no? Fr- in are, France, France originally. Isn't they are French, French. They're, they're purely French. They're not uh, imported slave or whatever. They they are the locals that mm. became entirely French. Wild. That's why the French racism is a bit, a bit funny, because okay, we don't like Africans, but we have black people in France. Yeah. So it's not a color thing. It's more like a cultural cultural thing. thing yeah. Oh, that's funny. And well, even the African one's funny then because of what Africa looks like and how much you guys got out of Africa. Mm. And then you want to treat them like they're not our people. And you know, I arrived in Abidjan in, in the middle of the coup, mm. and there was a couple French soldiers there that saved our asses because <laughs> we were we were writing letters home to our parents. I mean, we were stuck tanks and shit shooting people all over the streets, and it was crazy. Okay, no. was but we the, couldn't get out of the airport in Yangon. 2000... Six cool. No, uh, what in two thousand three? Is it two thousand three? Yeah, maybe it's two thousand three. Because two thousand three, we had a friend who used to live there, and all his friends came to visit us and stay with us for a little while, because yeah, there was a coup and the, the army came with helicopter, landed in the garden, and they had a funny story. This guy, he was one of those guys who's been there for like. 50 odd years. Yeah. He had lions and guard dogs. He had a, 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 a Mike Tyson. Full, full yeah. armory and he distributed gun to all the French community. They all came to his place because he was gated with oh, wow. yeah. the lions. Yeah, yeah. And they were like shooting at people walking in the street. What? And then an helicopter came and they just grabbed all the dogs, the, the people, and they threw it in the helicopter and then wow. and they left with nothing. So when yeah. we touched down, we were flying. We were flying from Senegal to, because Charles Taylor in Liberia was still in the Civil War. So it was cheaper to fly to Abidjan than to Accra uh, because it was only two hours, three hour bus ride. I was staying right just across the border in a refugee camp was where I was working. So it was closer to fly to Abidjan than Accra and it was much cheaper. Um, and we'd been to Abidjan to party lots of times during my time there and Abidjan had a, there was a, a nightclub there that they would make with fake snow. I mean, that was where all the elite people, but you, you didn't need much money to be elite. Yeah. Um, but they would, it would have fake snow at midnight. And I was like, this is crazy. It's kind of like, it looks like it's snowing in the middle of West Africa, you know, sub-Sahara here. And anyways, we'd been there lots to party. It was a great place, fun place, the Gold Coast this there. This is before you got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> See how his face was. And, <laughs> and then we landed there and there was only soldiers in the airport. And there was one short, fat, white guy. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, something's wrong. And it's all soldiers. And then I, I, I walked straight over to that guy. And I said, what's going on here? He said, just, you're really unlucky. <laughs> he said, look at the TVs. And there was a TV up there. And they had the, the rebels were on TV with the head news anchor or whatever. Guns on his what head. What the hell? Stating their demands. The president just left to America for the summit or whatever. <laughs> and these guys took over the national news station. They had the guys gunpoints on their head, stating their demands. And they said, it said it's going to get pretty crazy. I said, so what are you doing here? He said, well, the last missionaries, there's only two flights coming in that weren't canceled. Yours and this one. 
and there's two missionaries coming in in 20 minutes and I'm supposed to pick them up. And I was like, and then what? He said, like, well, <laughs> we, we don't know what's going on. But so I was familiar with the area. Anyways, we went out, tried to get a taxi <clears throat> and they're saying like 80 bucks, 100 bucks. And I was like, I'm living on like $5 a day. I'm not an American, rich American tourist or something. Like we backpacked for five, six months. Yeah. We're living on a few dollars a day. Yeah. I said, I don't, I don't even have that money. Anyways, I went and talked to the French guys because there, there was French soldiers and, and Ivorian soldiers. French soldiers were there to keep the peace. Yeah. And uh, I said, listen, I'm going to go to the back of the line and give a guy 10 bucks and he'll take me. And he goes, okay, whatever, that's fine. We'll tell, we'll let these guys know. And then all of a sudden, all shit broke loose. They're like, no, 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 you can't do that. Hey, you got to go to the front. Tag. They're like, he's telling me 80 bucks, dude. But the French guys know nothing about what the hell's going on. They just got flown in, dropped off, and said, listen, figure whatever. Follow whoever you're supposed to follow. And anyways, we ended up getting one for, I don't know, 30 bucks or something. But that was all the money we had. Then we ended up holed up in a hotel for five days, waited for the, the 24-hour ceasefire. And we got out in the last UN convoy because the Canadian embassy was gone. The Swedish embassy was gone. <laughs> I would have everybody, would, everybody was gone. Ah! We had to pay, I don't know, 10 bucks to get a phone brought to the place so we could phone. Nobody, Canadian embassy, sorry, we've all been evacuated. Please call the Swedish embassy. Gone. I had a, a Nacional passport and uh, that was our only way we got out of there. Wow. If anything but, hap- would have happened to you there... Oh, whatever. No, no. Would not be missed. <laughs> I, I think I'd lived a crazy life. I'd lived a crazy <laughs> life. Disappeared. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, not be missed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my family would miss me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, lots of... And, you know, to, to, to see the French and be among the French in West Africa for almost, you know, well, a long time... It was so funny to hear them, like, we're the real French and you're the fake French. And I was like, I kind of associate with the fake French because they're, they're much more my style than, than the real French. Yeah. yeah. Um, but to think that they colonized all these places and then, you know, they pretend, you know, we're so, I think of Canada and Britain, but, you know, we still call them King of Canada, <laughs> King Charles there. And the Queen's on all the coins and everything and like, you can't escape it. But it's kind of like... Yeah, you dip into Africa when you want something, and if you don't, you send a little bit of aid or something, but don't care about anything else. And yeah. But we we grew up <clears throat> loving Canada and whatnot, but that's it's been probably less than a hundred years that people even recognized, I think, our national anthem, or that we that we actually sang it and believed it and thought we were the flag. different. Really? The different flag's only Canada. from yeah. the late seventies. Really? Yes, the maple leaf. Yes. But no, even early, I, I think it was twenties or thirties. People didn't think or people didn't feel like yeah we're canadian it was yeah. still kind of we're british and well it was so what was it before yeah people living and then just surviving and do you mean before french and before you guys become like an actual nation yeah well under the rule of england yeah we I mean, yeah. first was explorers french. was the aboriginal people oh, yeah i mean initially yes but initially you got to that we were a british colony like yeah. only oh. in the 70s you get done by the british yeah so, and so full, indep- full independence wasn't an, I mean, Un- I don't know. proper Union uh, government, full government independence wasn't until the 80s. Yes. That's very But it was, but by, I mean, country, yeah. it, it was Canada as everyone knows it, but yeah. officially full par- parliamentary independence 
wasn't until eight, it wasn't one yeah, of sixty-five. We got our speeches. We got our flag in sixty-five. That's pretty So, so before that, what, what, what was it? Union Jack, I think. Yeah. What? Yeah. My mind is blown. Yeah, I thought it was a bit older than this. Yeah, me no. too. It's for every Canada Day. I always ask my students, like, how old's Canada? 10,000. I'm like, Korea, you know, Korea's got 5,000 years of history. Yeah. What about Canada? 10. And they just assume that it's, you know, it, it, it's got a you way longer history. Modern yeah. Canada, because before it was tribal. Sure. Yeah. Indians. Yeah. But, but same as us, right? Like, you talk about the privilege and, and stuff. <laughs> like, we talk about Canada like it's, you know, on par with all these other countries that are. I mean, even America, a few hundred years old at least, double Canada at least. Mm-hmm. But Korea, and I'm just researching for Kazakhstan. So these guys got history of thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we, we talk about Canada like it's on par. But no, not even close. Oh. So Which is why I guess... The it's the same with Australia. Canadian politics and all that stuff, it's done correctly because they didn't rush into it. You know, it's not so because chaotic. It's, it's all modern. You don't you yeah. don't inherit from um, a messy past. Yes. You just put everything in place as you go. Yeah. Everything's new. So yes. that's why it develops. Fast and the, the and people, the organized. people too, are new, right? This yeah. isn't so, even so. from Wikipedia or Google. This is from Gina's speech. Founded 1867, uh, independence from Britain 1931, and 1982 was independence from British Parliament. So between 1931 I mean, to 82. So before that, the British run everything. Yeah. That's it. So the wow. flag, the flag was sixty-five. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's uh, it's very new in in world world terms. Very yeah. interesting. Give me your give me your impression of the, how many times have you been to France. Sorry. How many times have you been to France? How many times have I been in France? Uh, one, two, three, four. Are those drop-ins like a couple weeks at a time, or have you lived there for a while? Well, she stayed there during yeah. the COVID. She got I was stuck in there. Stranded for three months. Alone without me. <laughs> with my mother-in-law, who doesn't speak English. Have you heard of the expression "duck and a chicken"? Trying to talk to each other. That's exactly what happened between me and my mother-in-law. It was a duck and a chicken. Hey, you're still married, so <laughs> cheers to that. But like, Tiny amount? Yes. And, and I speak but French. French is tiny amount? Yeah, I thought your French was good. Oh, that's... Uh, I, uh, now, now now it it is. Is. Yeah, yeah, your French yeah. English is good. A little bit here and there. Enough to survive. She's taking class and she's doing extremely well. She did a test recently. And she got... You got... Dove? 100%, right? I'm going to, but I'm just doing something informal first. So it's more like listening and... What do you do? Like with a teacher or Duolingo or something? Je suis tu You do and all the all the grammar the, yeah okay. um, my teacher is from malaysia it's cheap and we do the zoom thing and she used to work in france for what 20 years or something she retired married a french uh, 27 yeah if yeah okay. but uh malaysian and married and she, she a, was uh, the, the official french teacher at the inter- the biggest international, international school oh cool in, uh, yeah. in kl and I talked to her when because she was going through a few teachers, yeah. and then I was at the back just listening. And that one, I told her, "You're getting that one." Because, uh, <laughs> Which makes she's sense. Like, Honestly, good, I yeah. feel I think you know Korean has done it wrong in a way that they always feel they need to find a native speaker. But I feel learning from somebody who learn it as a second language. Right. Yes. If you yes. want to it's learn better. it as a second yes. language is much much better because when it comes to explaining it. I, t- I tried the native speaking when I was in Australia. I found a native uh, French speaker. And then now I'm learning from someone who learned it as a second language. The explanation was so much different. Because they've gone through the steps I mean, already. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you even know. know. The thinking, but, 
we yeah. don't even realize he's there. Same yeah. English too. I've yeah. learned and, more and grammar since in, starting and teaching. And same in Korean. Saying yeah. our wife. Uh, our wife? It's not our wife. What are you oh, talking about? Okay. <laughs> do you want do you want to share? <laughs> oh, that's not what it means. It means my wife. Then why don't you say my wife? Why do you say our wife? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But I, I think in terms of language acquisition, if you, the best way is still to immerse yourself. Go go to Kuching, yeah, and 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 stay there for just six months. You'll yeah, pick up the language quick. Yes, yes but if you're learning like this from abroad, or you don't really have a design purpose for why you need it, yeah. then yeah, there's definitely some benefits to having a a second language learner helping you. Does that mean you're studying Malay as well? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> please, please, please. I'm going to give the common excuse. <laughs> 20 fucking years. Yeah. Um, wherever you go in Malaysia, people are so friendly. When you start to speak Malay, they will come back to you in English. Yeah. No matter what. So, mm. you know, I go in, uh, Salamat pagi, blah, 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 and they, oh, I'm fine, thank you. I, where do you go from there? It's an Tell old lady, okay? But and with a, with a really good English because, you know, you've also been British colonized. So at my mom time, she was born in 1965 and she speaks very well English. But everybody and speaks good English in Sarawak. Sarawak with Sarawak. Yeah, Sarawak especially. We had longer um, time with James Brooke. It was the yeah, they were on white the, Raja. They had a white Raja. They had a British guy who actually was Raja. Yeah. Like not just a colonizer. Raja means king. actual Raja. Yeah. Raja. And he, yeah, the school system was... We did very good. Very good. And still very good in English. They are the best Sarawakians Malaysia. are better in English yeah. than we, um, West Malaysia. Yeah. West Malaysia, they still have accent. We Sarah came and we're like, oh, what's this? Oh, please, we speak proper English. Peasant. <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to West Malaysia, they all think we still live on trees. You're you're talking just about Borneo. Yeah. yeah. And we are the same country. They're like, oh, uh, yeah, they I said I'm from Sarawak. Sarawak. Oh, okay, so when are you going back abroad? We are the same country. <laughs> what do they think on the mainland? They think we live on trees and we are living abroad. Like we're not. Different country? Yes. Yes. Oh, that, uh, okay. Yes. And, and, the, and like, people in Sabah, Sarawak call them Semenanjun, like the peninsula. Yeah, it's like, it's like a cockroach. They really don't know anything about mm. us. We look down on well, them. Well, hold on. I don't know. I, I went all the way across Borneo, as I told you, and yeah. I didn't notice that much different in the people. What do you mean? No, no, no. She's saying the yeah. mainland and... Yeah, I mean, that, because yeah. we are east and west. I'm saying East is so different than West. We're more open-minded. We're more oh, yes. um, Christians. And but that, but that's more that's mainland and and Borneo or yeah, East mainland, and West Borneo. Mainland is if I would say mainland is West because okay. Kuala Lumpur, yeah. okay. where yeah. the old yeah. okay. shenanigans yeah. is happening, then we have the East. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. and the West really thinks so little of the yeah. East. And and Borneo is like. Now forty two, but they used to have forty nine different tribes with different language, different religion, different art, wow. different food, and mm-hmm. uh, whereby Semenanjung have three major eradicated the the local uh, dialects. Yeah. Uh, they are slowly killing them off. Yeah, and they have like the Malays who try to to use religion to like split all the different groups because the Chinese and the uh, and Indians Indian. have the same religion. Yeah. They don't want them to. Mm. Combined against the party that has been in power for the past sixty years, mm. Mm. so so they use religion to split the people. Mm. Whereby in Sarawak, 
they, they like okay everybody believe whatever they want to believe mm -hmm. uh, we are multicultural multinational multi yeah. everything but in terms of infrastructure Land. we really are bad roads really bad well sure if, if you're saying look we got the petronas towers what do you got uh kota kinabalu yeah yeah but that's um, because the tower yeah. <laughs> so, so <many> <laughs> funding the the oil and gas money from from the us yeah. motherfuckers yeah. we got shitload of palm oil land like the, yes the palm yes, the yes. oil logging from Miri, the tin logging, yeah. the gas oil sure. uh they even have like silicon facilities i mean so my dad used to be my late dad used to be a politician he was the assemblyman as well and i asked him why can't we just get independence from um you know the west clearly we can live on our own mm -hmm. and my dad said it's not that easy it sounds like the french in the 90s in canada huh? <laughs> exactly because we could definitely we, we're the one who's giving all the resources and all that stuff and my father said that it's because of army we don't have strong yes. and army all, all the, the soldiers from sabah and sarabak go and serve in the peninsula <laughs> and the teachers as well are sent to the peninsula uh -huh. and they send the peninsula to to Borneo to teach and that's how they islamize yeah sure we have a lot of stories where kids were missing in the forest because one malay lady was um in like what do you call this uh, making fun of them. Oh, you guys are mixed couple. You guys are are swimming naked. Yeah, you were, should be ashamed. They were like, just kids swimming naked in the river, like mm. just, like normal kids. No, yeah. And, and the kids ran off. Yeah, shaming them. Missing in the jungle for five days. Oh, they found yeah. one. The rest was still missing. And yeah, they were teaching a lot about Muslim and converting this kids yeah. into Islam without their parents acknowledging because the parents are not that smart That's, yeah. and then after that they were contesting about how you know I was converted um, not within my will and all that stuff and they put it into court and all that shenanigans so it was a big deal in Sarawak we had, a, we had an interesting conversation at the uh, at the festival there last last week or two weeks ago about cults and stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, right, yeah that was uh, that's wild. Do those exist as well? In, no, is there, just the main. Just Muslims. Main, uh, uh, Islam is like <laughs> like uh, like strict. Yeah, the, yeah. It's very strict, so there's no escaping it, or there's yeah. no cult you have to follow. Uh, yeah. the Indians do, mm. and the Chinese, the Buddhists. They have so many like uh, gurus sect. Yeah. Mm. So it's like semi sect. Oh, okay, okay, mm -mm. but. Is it legal? They are kind of uh, they are shackled by the by the Islamic government. When you say when you say East and West, <clears throat> I assume that's mostly people in KL. Yeah. Because that's the main government. That's yeah. where everything yeah. comes from. Yeah. But in a sense, isn't it? I mean, when a tourist shows up in KL, I mean, they go, "Wow." This is, I mean, it's same. Bangkok's the same. Yes. Like when you're in the capitals, you're like, holy well, shit, like, yeah, this is the real deal. Yeah. This is bigger than my city in Canada. Yeah. And the skyscrapers are bigger. And yeah. But when you go an hour outside of there, that's when it changes. Yes. Exactly. So if this, if you say this is the, the KL people saying that, then I understand it. Because if you went from KL to Borneo, you'd be like, holy shit, these are people living in trees. Yeah. I was living in the longhouse, which was built with lots of trees. Uh, Coach Kinabalu is a little bit more modern or, or developed, but in general, if you're coming from Kuala Lumpur, I mean, I understand how you would <clears throat> say yeah. that. It's Just like the guys in Bangkok would say about, you know, going north in in Thailand. I mean, mm -hmm. it's it's pretty pretty. Yeah, but old. the guy who goes from KL to let's say uh, Terengganu, which is still the peninsula, yeah. 
completely different. Right, uh, right. So that's, I mean, but those people don't have a voice, right? They don't yeah, have the media exactly, channels, the news, exactly. whatever, the education. Yeah. yeah, they just do what they are told by the government. So I can, I can understand how if the people in the West, KL, fine. But outside of KL, yeah, as soon as you start going a little north and south, it, it, it's very similar to the island. So yeah. in that way, yeah, it's pretty hypocritical. But... Yeah, I can. I could see if you took someone from Bangkok and put them in some of the crazy places they've been tied, they'd be like, "Is this my country?" Yeah, exactly. Isn't this Myanmar? Exactly. What do you mean? This isn't my country. That's true. That's yeah, I mean, true. even in Canada, sure. Someone from Vancouver, you send him to like in a remote, without not even, not even, so, yeah. not even remote. Like, send them, you know, a little bit, a uh, little bit north, and it changes awful fast. Well, we had our our friend on here. He's a good example, man. <laughs> Toronto, Niagara Falls. Send them outside of their bubble. They go, holy shit, what's what's this? Yeah. All they know is Toronto. And they, they don't... See, this is this remi- is the perception of the northerners. Mm-hmm. Of the guys who grew it up It kind of reminds me of the Parisians a little. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's all big cities, right? I mean, yeah. if you go from Tokyo and go to Nagasaki, like, what's this shithole? Huh? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. So, no, it's... Uh, it's these, I, I'm from a s- smaller area of town up north, and... These guys pretend like they've never heard of it. They're like, kill no, he's, It's famous. He killed one of our national heroes. Famous. He's actually, see that guy running on there? Yeah. I added that in. That's uh, famous Fox, Famous people, hero. famous everything, man. But Nate's second uncle ran him down right in the middle and, of the And highway, don't you man. feel it's kind of like here in, in some ways? When you're, when you're up in Seoul and the people say, oh, you say, oh, I live in Ulsan. They go, where? Yeah. Ulsan. Where? Yes. Uh, Busan? No, yes. no, no. No, I mean Ulsan. Dongu. You know? Like uh, Hyundai? You know the heartbeat of the country, SK, the shipyard, the petrochemical, the car factory? No. Ah, no, we just live up in Seoul here in our bubble. It's kind of, you know, you get that everywhere. I was trying to explain, like, my hometown's 80,000. Like growing up, it was seventy, and we've we've boomed to like eighty-two now, maybe. Wow, that's tiny. It's tiny. It's tiny. It's tiny. We got a, you know one point two million here, and Seoul looks at us but and goes, "You have farmers," you know. Yeah. Eighty-two is tiny, man. But it's, it's, it's just a big city. Uh, actually, it's a big town. It's not. not yeah, yeah, not really? even a city. Yeah. Not even a city. Toronto. Well, a city would be is nothing. Yeah, that's oh. a town. Eighty thousand is nothing. Yeah. I don't know, like town, city. Uh, village, like those are all defined yeah. by the by the size of the I, population. I once right? read something about this because we were arguing with a our previous village was called now a town. Mm. And they were like <laughs> arguing, so I went and there's actually a number. Yeah. So it's like oh. uh, I think below ten is a village. Yeah. Uh, it becomes a town up to hundred. Okay. And then above hundred, it's a city. Small city. Then you have like a metropolitan. Metropole, megalopole. Busan is a metropolitan. Yeah, we're we're just over the mark. But that's not. <laughs> you know the history behind that? No. <clears throat> we're not really a metropolis. Yeah. That was for. I have a huge. And I have an image of metropolitan, but I don't feel Ulsan is. I think I think actual Ulsan is probably closer to seven, eight hundred thousand or something, hmm. because. What happened? What happened was for the World Cup in two thousand two, <clears throat> split between here and Japan. You were only they were only going to put stadiums in cities that were metropolises, okay. over a million people. And Ulsan didn't. Ulsan had seven hundred thousand or something, eight hundred thousand. So so Hyundai, Hyundai, built and, and SK made some negotiations to expand the city limits all the way to Gyeongju and all the way to Busan. So that's why our city buses go for like three hours and you're still in the city, but you mm. think you're in the middle of the countryside. That's why there's city buses all the way to Gyeongju and all the way to Busan. So when you incorporate that, mm. and that's why Ulsan is now the largest city in the country, 
geographically, Mm -mm. by far the largest city in the country. And that's because that would make them over a million people, which then would get Munsu World Cup Stadium for the World Cup. And that's why Wilson. And now if you look at the news two days ago, Wilson's got the fastest decreasing population in the country. And by 2032, I believe it said, uh, there'll be less than a million. And then we're not a metropolis. And then you lose all your national government funding (gasps) because you're not one of the seven cities. So that was in the news two days ago. Oh no! Yeah. But it's a fake. It's a fake one million to begin with. That was yeah. just that was Hyundai made. They make cars and they make metropolises. <laughs> oh, don't worry. He's gonna pick up again. Because Push the city we limits to, back. We went to Busan last night, and I feel like I'm overwhelmed with Busan because it's like so Big. hectic. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just spread out. Yeah. It's really I feel like out. I'm just comfortable in Busan. I'm yeah. happy. It's it's a happy medium, man. Like yeah. Seoul, Busan, way too big for me. Even yes. for for teachers, if we're commuting back and forth to classes, like it's. And when Seoul, when Seoul yeah. says the farm, and I'm like, yeah, it's a really big farm, but I kind of it's pretty quiet and yeah. peaceful compared to the shit shows in those in those yeah, places. Exactly. Oh. I'm so because we we used to live in Australia and it was in Craigieburn, which is like the very last. Uh, it was the last Craigieburn. I mean, yeah. Craigieburn. We were Craigieburn. a block away. From <laughs> Can you imagine that's the name? The, yeah, there was a yeah. block, and then the bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. We've always enjoyed that. So we're quite lucky to be in Ulsan compared to Goje or Mokpo because that's other yeah. places they would have placed yeah. us. I think Goje would be too small. Oh, Goje is... Mokpo, I heard, is like in the middle of nowhere. But Ulsan is just right. If that's yeah. the three choices, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Goje, I think, is good if you're single, maybe. You can have a little yeah, more fun. But And Mokpo is kind of the middle of nowhere. <laughs> this guy, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what it means. <laughs> Um, you have never seen me have fun. I never seen, but it does happen <laughs> when you're not around. The uh, back back to the Borneo there. Mm. Have you ever been to Brunei? Of course, yeah. yes. Yes, you too. Me too. Yeah. And what did you think? I used to live in Limbang, which is part of Sarawak, and it's literally the borders of Brunei. My I have a family who is actually from Brunei, and it back then before this whole you know um, Muslim law. It was Shaya. good. And in Limbang, we used to always have the supercar. And we always know it's from Brunei. Because they come to us and then spend shitload of money. The supercar? Yeah, like, you know, Ferrari, oh, okay. sports cars. Mm. I mean, sports car, not supercar. And I was going to uh, say, I didn't, yeah. I saw them there, but I didn't see any cruising around Kota Kinabalu or anything. <laughs> and um, my uncle used to work for the royalty. And we used to have access to the, uh, what they call Jurudong Park, which is their, the royalties. Disney. Yeah. Right. You, you don't know. Everybody lived for free. It was like the, it was like North Korea on steroids mm-hmm. because they had too much of everything. Yeah. And they had all the money. He's still one of the richest sultans or something in the yeah. world, I think. But they have like a park like Disney. I, so I went through there. I think I was telling you before. You just go for free. And all the, everything's free. All yeah. the parks are free. Like, they have, like, a Disneyland there. And it's, the people just, they can go every day they want. Every yeah, day. It's, it's only this, the country's only this big. Yeah. yeah. That's the only thing they have that they can do. Because mm. they're not allowed to watch movies. They're not yeah. allowed to, to go out party. You're not allowed to drink, though you can. Yeah. Smoking. <laughs> every, everywhere. Cigarettes. Smoking cigarettes forbidden. You have to stop every five hours. Everything stops. Uh, hmm. yeah. To pray. Parinthian, Parinthian Sh- Is it Sharia? Sharia law. Sharia law, yeah. 
God. Uh, the, I mean, we were, we, you're not allowed to drink in Malaysia, but we were drinking all over. But it's expensive. But those, those Perinthian islands, oh my God. <laughs> the, the, the first thing they tell you is there's no alcohol here. And then as soon as the sun goes down, they're like, do you want some monkey juice? Yeah. Monkey juice? Monkey juice? <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is monkey juice? <laughs> sounds interesting. It was the same in Brunei. We went there for work. <laughs> yeah. And we were told, oh, no alcohol, no alcohol. Yeah. But our client told us, oh, you guys want to grab a drink? Like, a drink? I thought, he's like, it's forbidden to Follow me. We go to the hotel behind the, uh, the counter, the chicken uh-huh. counter. You had a curtain. And behind that curtain, you had... Military officers, police uh, officers. Uh, hey, hey, it doesn't matter. This is what I've learned it was traveling. This big bar, and you could play pool and drink beer. It's just hidden. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just not in sight. Out of the public eye. I remember being up in Timbuktu in Mali, and same thing. 100% dry, no Muslim, you can't drink here. When you're in uh, Bamako or somewhere, you can find booze. But, I mean, we were three days on the Nile going north. They said, no booze, no booze. Same thing. As soon as the sun goes down, they're like... Okay, because they, they want your money. They know you got money and they know you want to drink. So yeah. th- they come find it. Like, hey, uh, do you want to drink? I'm like, but they t- everyone said there's no booze here. They're like, well, it's dark and Allah can't see us at night. <laughs> <Huh? laughs> what the hell are you talking about? That's hilarious. Like, so same thing, you know, it's just behind this building or whatever. Not a, not as hidden, but yeah, you might have to drink it out of a teacup or whatever. But they, it, it's everywhere, right? So... That was really funny going in Brunei there, but the Perinthians was the monkey juice, and then Langkawi. Yes, Langkawi is uh, duty free. Duty, but but same like there's no alcohol here, but come to Langkawi and you can drink as much as you want. No, there is alcohol. There is alcohol. Yeah. No, no, I know that's what I mean. But you know, ninety nine percent of our country is no booze unless you want to get some secret booze. But if you go to the no, I think uh, Malaysia, Malaysia, Malaysia is okay. You have alcohol nearly everywhere. everywhere. You have one we... state. Two states, Kedah. Two states up north. Kelantan, Kelantan. Kelantan. Uh. And Kedah as well, no? I don't know about Kedah, but I'm sure Kelantan. Because Kelantan we have to accommodate no the Chinese and Indians, and Indians can fucking drink. Yeah. Chinese too. Cognac. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so they have Asian flush, but Indians, woof. They are. They the, they are but I say, you go to Langkawi, I went from monkey juice to like any beer in the world I want for 25 cents, and I was yeah. like, what the hell's going on Life here, has man? Changed. I apologize. Here's no. here's only monkey juice and and everything's forbidden. So much. And then you cross the peninsula over here, and all of a sudden it's like all the booze you can drink for twenty five cents. And yeah, man. Expensive. Now. <laughs> Wait, twenty dollars for a beer in land, and then you go to Langkawi, and it's just a few oh, cents. Yeah, Langkawi's. Wow. What, uh, <clears throat> you mentioned smoking. Where did you pick up your your habit of rolling your own? Huh. That's <laughs> I, I've never seen that. Uh, I've well, been here 16 years. I must have been the three months you spent with your mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, no, it's my best friend. And I, I started with just mixing it together and all that stuff. And, um, you know, with my studies, I get a lot of deadlines. I get stressed a lot. So I pop in a few. She was stealing my cigarette and I was begging her not to start. Yeah. Mm. So I was like, okay. You, you were smoking regular cigarettes. Uh, no, no, I was smoking rollies. Oh, you were rollies too. Yeah. And Malaysia was doing rollies. Opa, it, Opa Motel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I read an article. Shut up, Opa. article saying that it's not good, so... <laughs> Everything. It's Hold on. Uh, the French have to read an article to hear that it's not good. Yeah. No, I mean to, the Rollies. The Rollies. Oh, the Rollies. Worse, worse okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I had the the idea that the Rollies were more natural, better, but turns out straight into the system. Yeah. I mean, there's no filter on it, but I would imagine you there's not as many. I mean, just well, I don't know, just uh, conventional thinking. They're not adding all the chemicals and shit. Exactly. In. Actually, they do, and the thing is, 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 the, is, the, is the paper that they use for rolling. Yeah. If you don't use the OCB, which is like 
the top of the top. Yeah. Uh, French, by the way. And uh, it's of equivalent course. of packing yeah. the cigarette. Yeah. Because it's, it's not evenly packed. I yeah. smoked a joint so with a fucking newspaper once. So the as a... <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, best just not yeah. to start, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, it started with just a little bit of weed. No. Oh, that's what you say. When you mix yeah. it, you use the sprinkle the, yeah. the tobacco Yeah, and then it becomes there. less weed, then there's no weed, then it becomes like... You gotta smoke something, and it becomes a cigarette. Yeah, if I remember well. <laughs> this sounds happened, good. You were smoking only weed, and then you're like, "I'm gonna smoke now." Where? And I was like, "Don't." <laughs> and then you told me, "You the don't tell me what to do." Yes, you, you don't tell me what to do. You smoke. I'm gonna smoke even more. <laughs> I have to catch up. That yeah. sounds. We're nine that years sounds apart. like. That sounds like. Great. For, in my defense, we're nine years apart. If you're gonna die, let me die first. You know, <laughs> and I eat shit like really bad food, oil. As I have some time to catch up with yeah, you. You know, you I know got what I'm saying? Uh, Let's grow old together. Together, <laughs> I I smoked for three years, man, and I fucking loved it. Right? It's and it's still good. And on my 80th <laughs> on my 80th birthday, I'm starting again. That's the yeah. yeah. I can do I'm, it. You got nothing else to lose. My yeah, dad absolutely. has never smoked. Has never drink a single drop of alcohol. You can sum that up by saying he's never lived. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All joking. he does is work. He died with kidney failure. Oh, man. Yeah, man. my grandma never smoked a cigarette in her life. Died yeah. from cold cancer. Si- no. He more, uh, Fuck. He died at 63. Oh, so no. So young. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck this shit. Alcohol. Give it Some, to me. Cigarettes. Give sometimes it to I think the smoke, it, I don't know. Maybe it depends how you view it. If you... If you're like, oh no, smoking's killing me, then it's probably gonna kill you. But if you just smoke and you enjoy it, then you exactly. know it's it's gonna <laughs> relieve some stress and shit. This is official. From the CDC, put in our body. Sure. There's always one way or another that's bad for us. Yeah, absolutely. The, the air that we've consumed. I don't want to be stress at work. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. Like, if you smoke when you go out and you party and you have a drink. Yeah. And I don't smoke. Is a smoking like a pack a day? Not That's good. Hard. Yeah. What do you guys smoke? How much? Uh, four. Four a day? Yeah. I, oh, I'm nice. like between eight and ten. That's that. It could go. When I when I started, it was like three a day, yeah. and like for like a year, yeah. and then it went up to ten. But then yeah. when you go drinking, you get <laughs> crush a pack oh, easy. Yeah. You oh, have yeah. that awkward silence. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah, we have that. <laughs> absolutely. That's me. That's me. I, as long as there's an awkward side of it, I'm rolling a cigarette. Yeah. But where are you partying nowadays that allows smoking? Where? Here? Anywhere. I mean, any. You roll your own, you smoke wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, in Korea, it shouldn't be a problem. They smoke everywhere. Japan. Not inside. Good. How long have you guys uh, been here? In the foreigner, foreigner street? Yeah. Uh, in the inside. Past a certain hour, you just, you just smoke everywhere. Yeah. 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 In Malaysia, like you can smoke inside too. Lighthouse? I kind of say names. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. no, dark no. House. Dark House. Are the Dark we, House. Are we done for today? Because yeah. we should Almost. talk shit a lot about <laughs> Is it all the way? The whole street. That whole street there. Yeah. Ah, I've seen a lady yeah. smoke on a plane here before. Different rules. I right. want what, that would have been so nice. Yeah. Back in those days, probably your time. Yeah, I actually smoked in plane before. No way. Uh, I've never the, seen uh, Hold on. Speaking of the planes, did you see the guy yesterday? 
open the fucking door on yeah, the guy yes. the door? Yes. What a that's not, that's, not, that's not the funny part. The funny part is the guy doing the video and the two guys by the door go, <laughs> yeah, They couldn't do anything. And I'm like, are you, I, would get, I would get up and walk to the back of the plane, but are you scared if you stand up, it's going to yeah. suck you out like the movies? Yeah. Or? The thing. I, 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 was like, I googled it and people think that you get sucked out. Yeah. Because in all the movies, you get sure, sucked out. Yeah. Turns out, actually, it blows you it's, it's depressurized. So air comes in. Uh, so the guy was trying to kill himself. And he, he couldn't even go <laughs> Oh, he was trying to kill himself? Yeah. Oh, he said he God. wanted to get out quickly. <laughs> and he was just eating a, a wall of wind and getting back in. Oh, my God. Yeah. He wanted to get out quickly. Fuck that brings like standing up while the seatbelt th- but light's the, still on. To you know, are you are you safe to sit in the emergency exit? Do you have any problems? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> One hour later from doing. <laughs> <laughs> actually, what was impressive is how the hell did he, he open? To open it? Yes. Because considering all the you know physics and all that stuff, the wind. Yeah, but it must be. It, it's extremely hard yeah. to to push, push against out. the pressure. Yeah. So I guess normally when you're trying to open it, you probably you're already on land, water. Yeah. You and crashed and, and then it just opens. Sure it right. Yeah. But not to be so a hero, but if someone was trying to open the fucking door when I was on the plane, yeah, you're gonna I mean, get a flying kick right there. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, but but this is it though. This is the thing with flying. They said the stewardess or stewards couldn't do it because it was landing time. Yeah. No, no, no. But if the guy's opening the door, that's time to take your seatbelt off and. Stab him in the neck the guy of a fucking head. Exactly. But you know, it's the same. Out. I remember, where were we flying? Maybe Florida with the kids when they were young. And, you know, you try and time it, whatever. And some, if you're stuck on the tarmac or they say you're leaving and sometimes you don't leave for an hour. And she goes, I got to go pee. And I'm like, I'm in the emergency, uh, what is it called? The bulkhead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, she's sitting there looking at me. And I'm like, she's got to go pee. Mm-hmm. We're not even moving. Mm-mm. I know we're waiting. Mm-hmm. We've taxied already. We're waiting. But. Can she just go pee? No, yeah, I'm like no. Yeah. So does she just pee in the seat then? She's like, well, she can't. Like, she can't get up. Okay, then the whole plane's gonna stink like pee. Yeah. And I was like, should she piss in the bottle or? Yeah. And I, I think I just got a blanket or something, and she peed on a blanket. And I was like, oh. what is, like what? I'm not saying call off the departure or whatever, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. sprint to the can, take a leak, and I have done that. Procedures, yeah, procedures. Yeah. Like I don't. So this was the same thing. The steward, the, the, the steward is it? Was it Korean Air? I don't know. No, Jeju, it's, Jeju Daegu. It's, it's Korean, Korean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Asia, yeah, domestically. Yeah. So they said they couldn't get up because they were landing. They were in under landing protocol. So yeah. I think if the lady got up, she'd probably get fired. You got up Maybe, during yeah. landing. You're not allowed to under oh any God. circumstance. Yeah. No, the guy is getting ready to crash the plane. Like he's in. He's going to the cockpit. We can't stop him. Uh, they said once you open the door, like the I mean in the news, uh, they were saying that ten uh, passenger and uh, flight attendant try to like grab Stop. him and who was Bruce Banner opening yeah. the fucking door? <laughs> that's what that's what I don't get. Like yeah, but if you're opening the door, you got yeah. the adrenaline's yeah. going. You're but doing first something of all, crazy. You gotta see him do something, and nobody's like probably just watch. Like the hell is this guy doing? Probably just yeah, but but I think I think that's the passive nature in Korea that you would sit there and watch. Yeah, I like if they had the nine eleven thing here. Man, I daydream about I daydream about scenarios like this. Like oh man, guys touching a fucking door on the plane. You just run up, you get to knock them out. You're a hero. It's like you know the meme that says every man think they will fight a bear. They always think that they will win against a bear. 
know that. Now I know. Oh, okay. And we all make scenarios in our head. <laughs> women, what do you think about women? I don't, th- I don't think. Yeah, women. that's, yeah, from the ages yeah. of Fighting 18. Fighting your husband about what bag you want to buy. <laughs> 18 so to 35. All the, <laughs> all the scenarios, like hero, all the, the scenarios playing uh, in your what head. What if I had powers? What oh, if, sure. Yeah. What if that happened? Yeah. But is that just Western countries? Uh, I think it's all men. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. My brother, let's say brother's in Japan with his son there. He's got to be nine or ten. And he's, he said last night there, he's like, why don't all the boys look like girls here? Ah. And they're not dreaming of fighting bears. <laughs> no, no, you're right. The, you're the right. guys in my class, I think they got, I mean, I think there's a few of them that wear lipstick. And I'm not, I mean, it's, it's like the BTS effect or whatever. It's just a, a metrosexual version. And I think it, that's one thing we, I noted, like, you don't see any of this stuff in, in, no. in no. except on the fifth or the, if I could the grow 50, a beard, the $10, I would <laughs> the $10 bill or the five dollars, 5,000 won bill, you see these. Like, where's these guys these days? Yeah. Actually, at the shipyard, you can see a lot more. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Because I think it's like welders and... Uh, sure. A little more uh, burly. A little bit more. Oscar, and yeah. yet they go to Joffrey. Joffrey! Yes. This <laughs> <laughs> old man, I will always remember that one. I see this old man, he's like a crane operator. And he looks at me in the distance and... <laughs> Are they all each other by the arm, don't they? Oh, that's, yeah, uh, they hold hands. Yeah, that's, that's a... Like, Cultural like, yeah. <laughs> Sure. In Thailand, Thailand, the guys uh, hold oh, each yeah. other. Well, come on. You've been out for a couple of drinks with the guys when they start rubbing your leg, no? Uh, that, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe it's changed. It used to be standard. They that, start no. rubbing. Really? Two soldiers in, they start rubbing your leg. Oh, oh Nate, Nate. Okay, we don't hang out with a lot of Koreans. And I'm like, and hey, stop honest, touching my leg. To be honest, I don't think we have. I Any Korean men friends? Yeah, we have. We have Enzo. We have Enzo. We have Sungkook. Enzo? Uh, Enzo sounds very Korean. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, we have a few. It's just that they are more, more masculine kind of guy. Or more global mindset, maybe. Yeah, but they, they, no, they dated our yeah. friends, which is if, foreigners. Well, there. So if you're out, I mean, if you're out with the 50-year-old Team Jong or vice presidents or whatever, yeah. and you're out... We we'll never get that chance because I heard that if you're friends with the wife, you'll never meet the husband here. Oh, it's that, not like us. You go out yeah. with us, mm. you, you meet me, you know, joke. Okay. But for I them, could I could believe that here. Yeah. It's yeah. very segregated. The yeah. men drink with the men, the women go for lunch. Yes. Yeah, That's kind of I hardly met yeah. and all my Korean women yeah. husband. I mean, we're talking stereotypes, but, yeah, but yeah. I remember asking the, the when I was teaching the vice presidents there at SK, and I'd say, so what do you think if... Like they go out four or five times. Oh, he got one guy got shingles, and the doctor told me can't drink for three months or something. And he was terrified what was going to happen. He's like, I got to go home to my wife, and I never talked to my wife, and I don't know what. You spend time with her. And and I mean, I think her. in upper management, and it's it's changing. It yeah. is changing. I give him credit there, but those guys would say, like, you know, I go five days a week. I have to three days a week is is golf dates, mm-hmm. and but it's not golf. It's golf, asana, lunch. Before, dinner, dinner yeah. after, and it's a 10-hour affair. But I said, what if your wife did these work meetings like you, like, hey, she, or something? Who's going to vacuum? No, 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 no. They, no. <laughs> they, she doesn't, she doesn't go. No, they don't have to cook. You guys are out there. They just, yeah. But no, no, she goes out for lunch. I go yeah. to them and like, okay, so what if, you, what if you went out for, what if you went out for lunch? Coffee. And they went out at, for dinner mm. and came home at 1 in the morning. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, in Canada... If I come home at twelve, my wife's coming home at one tomorrow. Nate, you're poisoning yeah. my culture. And and then I'll come home at two, and she'll come home at three. Yeah. I was like, 
Really? Well, that's crazy. You guys are stupid. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean? Like, have so, you guys, yeah, that way is still kind of the old style. Have you guys ever been to a Korean wedding? Have you been invited? We, no, we want to. We never uh, get an invite. I got invited. Really? I actually got invited. Why the fuck are we not going? Because we were on holiday. Oh, man. But, uh, I really want to. I hear it's a, it's a very it's quick uh, job. It's you, go, a, you go to a canteen, you eat, you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, hold on. A, if it's wanna, a drive-thru. Yeah. If you want to go, just go. Go to Munsu any weekend. But we're not invited. I'm not. Oh, it's not about invited. You don't have to be invited. Really? You don't have to be invited. Go there, dress decent, not a My suit. My friend made a mistake. Yeah, she went with a nice nightgown. I uh, know nightgown. Like oh yeah, night. not that much. Christ. No, no. <laughs> no, no I mean, gala like, dress. Yeah, a gala. Because in Malaysia, <laughs> that's what you do. We have yeah. in a hotel, so everybody wears a nice gown or nice dress, a, like a gala kind of thing to look more presentable it's like when else do you and i used to have this collection now i don't have them here yeah. I just no no you put a blazer and, and some slacks on and you can go like that no i want to wear a nice dress <laughs> they're gonna know you're not supposed to be there <laughs> walk into munsu munsu is like a like lote cinema there's like six or six or eight halls yeah just walk in and stand there and you'll see the wedding if they take 20 minutes and then they'll take this picture out and bring the next picture yeah. in. And if as, you want, you can stay for an hour. You can see three weddings. As the bride and groom are leaving, they're switching the picture, getting ready for the next what? for the next one. And then if you want to see the buffet culture, just go downstairs. And you need and a ticket to get in. You don't even have, but you don't even have to. You can just say, I'm already, it's summer now. So you just say, I'm already in. In winter, you know, you'd have your jacket on or something. But you just say, oh, I'm, I'm already in there. Oh. I'm already in. So I'm just going back. And they're not going to ask you. You're a foreigner. You just say, oh. I went. Uh, and you don't have to eat, but just go walk, do one lap. Yeah. Say I got to get my husband. Pay. No, but that's. Yeah. What I mean, I said if you, the food's not great, so just just go in the into the buffet and look, and you'll see what 150 tables, round tables of 10 people, mm-hmm. and people are from all different weddings eating together. Mm. I went. Uh, I went to one. <laughs> yeah, I went to one last week, and it was so. I mean, I went to Nate's. He did like a traditional one. Which, which was a really cool experience. Mine was in a wedding hall, but you know, separate from from other weddings, which that, is cool. Yeah. Uh, kind of a kind of a medium Hybrid, one. Yeah. But we, I went to one last week, man. It was so over the top, and I oh. thought, like, what the fuck? What? What? Like, who's getting married here? <laughs> like the first, you go into a room, and like you're, I don't know how to explain. Like it was all dark, but like the there's lights on the on the runway, yeah, and the yeah. groom walks out. Everyone's like, "Where's the bride?" And a spotlight comes on. She's in an elevator. <laughs> I swear to God, she comes down, drew, and it's fucking raining like flower petals. I was like, "What? Who the fuck is getting married here, man?" And then she, you know, she walks down or whatever they do their fucking speech or whatever. No one, no one listens. People are on their phone having full conversations. Yeah. No, no one. Hold on though. Here's the here's the kicker. But half the people have to stand. There's only seats for like probably eighty yeah. people. Uh, tell me what you think about this one. Just talking about kind of. Um, Korea, well, you mentioned earlier about the guys wearing makeup and kind of feminine. I went there because it's like my wife's father's cousin's daughter who's getting married. But anyways, I, I've met the cousin before. Really nice guy. And we really connected. We hit it off the first time we met because he's an English teacher and he's bald. And bald people just have an, under- <laughs> you just, you just have an understanding. When you meet, you're like, yeah, man. You know, you're just, you're instantly connected. But I met this guy 12 years ago and he's been bald for fucking the, the entirety of our relationship. I fucking, I go into the wedding. This fucking guy's wearing a wig. 
<laughs> no! On, on, on the, on, only he got a wig just Among all the bald community, wig is such a disgrace. <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with a wig, but it, it, you're in or you're out. You, yeah. can't fucking, you, you can't do it. And I was asking the family, like, what the fuck? How was he wearing a wig for one day? And they're like, oh, for the pictures. Like, yeah, but in 20 years, when they yeah, look they, at the they, picture, they're like, where's dad? Like, yeah, they're not going to fucking, they're going to be able to see the, the, him. The year before, he had, uh, he had no hair, and then the wedding, he has hair. So and they then cannot basically, accept well, listen, that at all? When people are fucking meeting him, like, oh, I didn't recognize you, huh? I didn't recognize I was like, yeah. Because it fucking went Because you got a fucking perm. You got a perm this morning, man. It was, uh, and then, hold on, that begs the question, like, wigs are expensive. Do you buy it or do you rent it? <laughs> do, do, why would you even it. wear a wig why can't you just be yourself, be yourself? Oh, listen that's it. and I got a good I was in that ask Danny Kessler no no I was in that camp before and another uncle of my wife he told me super nice guy and he wore a wig a very obvious one um, and I asked him like dude what the fuck take that shit off you know this guy's like 16 he goes listen I understand it. you know it's maybe a cultural thing he goes but if I don't have my wig on. He's like, I have no confidence. I'm like a little mouse. He goes, when I put it on, it's like Superman's cape. I can go out. It's like a girl. I've, yeah, I want to wear a wig too. Like going out. I and like, to. Sure, yeah. yeah. Listen, no, Personally, I, 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 would never, I would never wear I one. I also think culturally and, and mm. a big pressure culturally, I yeah. think, is your wife. Yeah. Mm. That she's embarrassed oh. that their husband's bald. Yeah. Because dyeing their hair, all that, I, mean, I don't think these guys, you know... 55 years old doing yeah. their roots every day this is all pressure from their wife yeah. I mean, there's not any culture where the guys want to dye their hair every guys two days shit how they look like right <laughs> yeah. and, yeah. and you know like I remember working at uh, out in the petrochemical one of the factory one of the places there companies and the guy came in with like fucking magenta hair so I was like what the hell happened to you? And he's like, Sweet scalp dye. Oh, uh, my <laughs> wife left it in too long or something. And they come up with all these wonky, like, you know, orange <laughs> here, black here. It was revenge, revenge for him. Rymo, Rymo's the same. But yeah. this is all pressure from the wise and stuff. I mean, Rymo does it because he can't be taken seriously going to negotiate contracts if he's got gray hair. Oh, wow. So it's not because you want to do it. Hold Anyways, on. I think. Do you, do, you rent, do you rent it or do you buy it? Do you rent it? It's Halloween. I think, I think you probably. Okay, so next, next logical question is like, is it like, uh, I remember back in the day when you'd rent a VHS tape and it's like, be kind and rewind? Mm -hmm. Is it like, be kind and shampooed before mm -hmm. you bring it back? <laughs> You gotta, <laughs> where do, you, do you got a shampoo oh, blow dryer for you bring full, it home? Full service. <laughs> oh, Good I, lord. I have no idea how this works. Oh my god. I, I think are they the, the glued to the to the head well, or, or are these the net ones? Hold on, yeah. That, we Next we had question. a girl we had a girl in here uh, before who had lost a lot of weight and because maybe of her new diet she couldn't her hair didn't grow as well. Is that so alopecia? She, no, I don't I no. have alopecia. Yeah, no, no. She it was because of her diet. She she had her stomach yeah. cut, tied, yeah, or oh, removed. Tied, yeah. Part of it removed, maybe. Oh. Um, for beauty or health no. purposes. She oh, lost like a hundred and ten kilos or something. Yeah, she, she lost. But anyway, this yeah. is listen. I get. I have. I, I one of my coworkers. She's Nigerian American, mm. and she comes in one day with the most beautiful drades down to here. Uh -huh. And the next day it's a poofy wave. And uh -huh. I mean, I'm like, how can you change that so fast? Like what? They're but all fake. it's all, yeah, it's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but you would, you never, unless you saw them every day, regular, like you'd just be like, oh, that's part of the culture. Like they always have really cool hair. Um, but if you see them one day with braids down to here and the next day it's 
jet straight or it's purple and you're like but back you got a hairdresser at home back to your question how you put it on i thought it was i've seen on facebook they shave the guy's head with a razor and they paint the glue on and they stick it and that's what i asked the The guest if actually yeah if she did it or not and she's like no she's like i got clips and i guess she's got clips kind of embedded in her scalp and she just goes like almost like buttons maybe and then she can take it off and then Put a new, uh, a new one on like every day. The magnet is it inside? No, no. I think like, shit it was clips. It sounded like almost like a button, like a chink, chink, and then oh. you you can take it off at oh. night. And oh. but that means she needs to have a little bit of hair, no? No, no. I think she no. I think in your scalp. Yeah. I think it's in your scalp. Like it's a little bit too advanced. Don't yeah. You yeah. Think? I, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's and painful. She said it was clips. Or is it the, the ones that are stuck, like, like it's glued. You just glue like four points on your head. Because uh, she changes her, she can change her hair daily. She yeah. says she's got a rainbow one, a, yeah. a crimpy one, which yeah. is uh, which is interesting. I man, I was so like fuck wigs. You're a fucking loser. I said that to Jeffrey because uh, I have uh, alopecia areata, which mm. is like spots. Mm. And then I went to it, it was actually bad at one point. Yeah, yeah mm. it was started in Australia, and it's actually I just found out about it's an autoimmune disease and it's genetic and stress triggered and all that stuff went to a whole group Chanel. I was like I don't started know. smoking support. hair fucking growing back like crazy <laughs> went to a support group because Australia have everything sure. Sure, support yeah. Group. Yeah. then they all and I've seen women of all types with alopecia this, mine is Ariata, which is just only certain areas sounds then like an Italian one Universal which is like everywhere yeah everywhere mm. and I even I remember that time was really bad I, I noticed I lost my eyelashes because I was like, yeah, why do I get bro. teary eyes? I'm like, it's so sensitive. And I look, I was like, shit, I got my eyelashes on. And I found out when I had half of my eyebrows, I look at myself and I was like, I don't remember shaving half of my eyebrows. Look at my eyebrows. Fuck, I got a good alopecia <laughs> in the fucking corner of my eyebrows, too. <laughs> and then it just got really bad. What's the opposite of alopecia? That's what I got. <laughs> yeah. I know. How fucking lucky are you? Parapecia. Like, it gets really, really Grizzly bad. Shave off my hair. And just wear a wig. Yeah, yeah. And all these girls, that they're, they're like, it comes and goes. Because I'm like, tell me the answer. What's going on with what do you think? What do you think about being bald? I think it's pretty cool. Bala. When I, when, <laughs> I lived in, when I lived in West Africa, man, and it may, maybe it's just because it's a different culture or whatever. Hair. But Does it bother you? But in, <laughs> but in West Africa, those girls that are, I mean, you have to shave your head until the end of high school in Ghana, at least. Um. And... And then after after that, then it's all wigs, right? And they same they just tie it in. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they they tie it for a month, and sometimes it's they, you know they have the easy quick change or whatever. But those girls that are all with their heads shaved, I mean, I think they look gorgeous. And sometimes you see them on the runways in in Paris or Rome or somewhere. But I don't know Something if that's like Black Panther. If that if that yeah. if that goes with like the African culture only, or but I've seen a couple bald. Uh, white skin models that also I think they look really exotic Why or cool or something. Why isn't a Muslim in Malaysia bold their hair? Makes more sense. Rather than cover. They already wear hijab. Fucking just bold their hair, right? Because I'd be like, oh, I'm allowed to wash my hair. I'm like, why? You're yeah, going to you wear your hijab it. on Yeah, me. if you don't show it, then... I got to go to the salon to do some trim. I'm like, all I see is this fabric on your hair. Why yeah. do you need to go to the salon? Fucking yeah, but same, but same thing. It's probably confidence, Fucking though. Hot. When you look in the mirror and you go, hey, I... I feel womanly or I feel yeah. Yeah. it's probably a, a big confidence thing my mind my mind's changed a lot on wigs not that I, I'm going to the dark side but <laughs> the, oh, why not but, <laughs> probably in the corner without his wife noticing wear a little look, wig look at that I'm, I'm scraping <laughs> I'm scraping hair out of the shower <laughs> drain 
fucking. <laughs> she walks in. <laughs> she walks in. I got a little fucking curly mustache. And <laughs> what do they call this? Uh, midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys have lived Malaysia, Australia, and here together. Yeah. Jeffrey lived um, more before me. But you, you, so you lived together in these places, and I, I just want to ask you what the work relationship or how. You're not working now in Australia. You're both working. I am, I'm working now. Oh, you are working now? Yeah. I'm, ah. I'm, I'm practicing. Uh, but this company is perfect because we... So it's, it's just, pretty... just to start, you're an architect by trade. Yeah, yeah. And Jeff is what kind of engineer? I'm not an engineer. Or, Actually, he's I'm not an engineer. Not at all an engineer. I'm in the business. I may have a... Arms dealer. Master in international <laughs> business. International business. Okay. What do you do here? What is it? I work as an inspector for a company called GTT, okay. uh, which is a French company, and they do the insulation inside um, the liquid gas carriers, ships. So are you inspecting the hardware, or are you just inspecting that the numbers all match? We do the quality, quality control. Because we set the, the standards, the shipyard get the right to, to use our technology and to install our technology, <laughs> and we make sure that they follow all our standards. And when they have issues, we give them technical support. So it's kind of more like engineering than master it's of business. It's more engineering. Yeah. <laughs> but even before I was in the crane industry, right. it was more engineering. It's just um, right. Okay. Stuck with business. Yeah. Oh. He has never he has no engineering background, which he wished he had. Yeah, I wish I had. Yeah, but and he also wished to study architecture. Yeah. <laughs> he and also wanted to do psychology. <laughs> so what? How do you do the architecture online? What What's the or how are you working? So um, um, my companies we have offices in Australia, UK, and Madrid. And one of them is in Malaysia. And so um, my company actually specialized in old, old age, age care. But we also do commercials. We also do um, apartments, all these kind of... So old age care means like... like retirement house. Retirement, retirement houses. Mm. Okay. Oh, retirement Complexes or something. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And mainly in Australia, but we also have done some uh, UK and also in Spain. So our my office we call it the production. So we need to uh, document all these drawings, and all the projects will be coming from uh, Australia mainly. We have some in the. UK. How big of projects are we talking about? Um, How many units are are you? You said like retirement house. You don't mean individual houses. No, no. So it can be complex. See, retirement has a lot of um, types as well. Sure. We have the ones that it's like a small community. Uh, you all have your independence, but you don't have to do the cooking and all that right. stuff. You'll have buses coming kind of communal, in. You, yeah. yeah, so that's the retirement house, aged care. And then we have ones with like uh, nurses center, yeah. and all these things that you need for your health. Nursing your home. Yeah, nursing home and all that stuff. Yeah. So we do all that various, but we try to specialize. And how many, how many units would be in a... Uh, it could vary to in Australia. We don't have a lot of um, high rise because of restriction and all that stuff. Regulations. We've done like four floors, five high, high rise. I've never thought of a high rise in yeah. Canada. There's just one floor usually. Yeah. In Australia Typically. too, we maximum like maybe three, three maximum because we're talking about old people. We try not. To. So how many? How many separate units? I mean, fifty it's, units, twenty units. Yeah, units? yeah. It could go that big, very big, few hundreds too. Yeah. And sometimes wow. a whole village. With the community center yeah. or convention hall, wow. usually they have the salon. They have their own uh, doctors, uh, GP place, yeah. nurses. Huh. Um, so yeah, we we try to get. And right now, the project you're working on is how many? Forty. 
right now I'm not working on an aged care, but we we try to accommodate for people 55 and above. It's supposed to be an affordable house. I'm working on making 40 houses, and it's just going to keep growing because Australia is really, really huge. 40 separate units, you mean? Oh, cool. And these are houses of uh, varies from one to three bedrooms, and we have nine types of house yeah. with different uh, roofs. So idea of Australia, they try to make it unison, but... So a developer buys the plot of land, yes, and I'm then they have they have fifty for, people choose their house, and they choose it yes, from the ones you design. Yes. Like a type B, type yeah, because you don't want like here where you have that, and then suddenly uh, uh, in Malaysia too, it's a mix and match. In Australia, they try to keep it uh, the the Uniform. language, yeah, because yeah. they're everything gray. is looks similar. So you have the identity of the neighborhood. Yeah, you okay. have the, so if you have gray urban. houses, you're gonna have gray houses in the whole neighborhood. Right. It's called like yeah. urban this architecture. This place is like um, traditional wood houses. Yeah. it has to be. I gotcha. Wood yeah. elements. Yeah, you have the language of the facade they call it, which is like brick wall. Sure. And you could you don't nobody have to have the exact same thing, so it don't look like a like a military base. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on producing 43 houses and this what's interesting about my project is that it's a transport module which means you can actually um, drive your house disassemble away? this house and place it elsewhere so you have like, oh, modules oh my okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, the prefab prefab yeah, house yeah. yeah so I've been working on that and still am at the that's moment. fucking awesome you say 45 houses or, or whatever it is, yeah. or how many options are how many are are you doing the designs for all of them, or is your job one one specific design, or so we, do you only do well, a certain part of each design? Th- or that's why I said uh, we have two offices, Madrid and Malaysia. We are production, so most of the design has already done from um, Australia, and we have to document. Which means when it comes to construction, that's when we start documenting it. So once we have. Architects are usually the the part the the higher person that all comes through. The client talks to us, the consultant talks to us, engineer comes to us, and we coordinate all that. So uh, we will have the architect in Australia, and then they'll come to us with all this um, uh, what do you call this uh, construction and all, and we have to put it in. Um, what do you call it? A package, we call it. Okay. So we have the floor plans, elevations, sections, and all that stuff. So that construction crews can build it? Yes, and then we send it back because it's cheaper to... How many, how many parts would be in one house? I've seen like the... What is it? Like the Elon Musk house box? Have you seen that? The box house? I think it's called a box house. But they, they deliver basically a box and then mm. they... Sh- it's a module then, now. Yes, it's oh, a, I've seen the one you... you that you, The walls open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it has a, a cool name, box something, but is, is this a similar idea? No, this one is more like... Um, I think it, it, this is a prototype, but it's it's going towards there now. More pieces? Like, yeah. You guys got pieces? Yes, yes. Prefab. Oh, that's so stuff. cool. That's so cool, man. It's, what it's, is the durability of something like that? I think of... Like in Canada, man, through winters and stuff, yeah, and, and, and natural disasters and whatever in Australia. Yes. What is the durability of something like that? Is it? We, we don't have harsh length, uh, harsh weather. So uh, even their insulation. Except those is fires. Yeah, the houses are shit, honestly. Australia, it, it looks if you good. knock on this, you can hear the yeah. next door. It's, it's, everything's mm. faster. Even like the outside wall, the bearing walls, they're not brick walls. They are just like metal frames, and they put some rendering on on top of it, and mm. that's it. Not wood. Really? No. Um, yes, the inside is wood, the outside is metal, like aluminium, you know, yeah, yeah. aluminium frames. Yeah. What, because the elements don't 
it's not extreme cheap. and it's very expensive. It's, it's bricks, very expensive. It's expensive. It's a, it costs the same, a dollar, same as, dollar a brick. A same, brick. same as Canada. That's yeah, why and labor. That's why brick homes are usually more expensive because yeah. they're much more durable. But we have to have the basements, otherwise the houses will shift how many meters every winter and spring and the, the thaw and the melt every year. Exactly. Um, but I just I wonder if that kind of prototype or design could work everywhere or just no, in I certain places? No, I think in this case, it's, I would say just Australia because from the looks of it, it's affordable, which means the quality is very minimum. Um, but it's, it's probably built properly. So in terms of durability, God knows when because we haven't... We're actually in the midst of constructing. They have a few houses already built. We're just continuing uh, a few more. And so far, nobody has moved their house yet. Because the idea is you can if you want to. Right. But it's not really meant to. It's like just an option. Yeah. yeah. What uh, What are the size of the houses? Because I've seen lots of... Um... 200 meters square plus 260. About there. Uh-huh. I saw the... What's that? Pyong. <laughs> <laughs> divided by three 70 70 80 70 pound maybe mm. is that right uh no maybe not 60 sounds pounds. pretty big 60 i'd say 60 but we have double garage three bedrooms two bathroom at least. it's very standard in australia yeah so that so that would be a, a big project size, to move very comfortable mm. the thing is in australia all the houses have a garage usually mm. for two cars mm. Mm. they all have about two or three bedrooms and a small mm. garden and there's very few high-rise mm. Mm. Because they have so much, so much land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. So I've seen lots of. Uh, I don't know if he's Australian or, or or a Kiwi, but he has the YouTube show. What is it like? Big, fuck. What is it? Or small house, big tiny dream. home. Ti- or something? Yeah. Oh, something similar, no? Something like that. But anyways, he goes around. He he um, interviews all these people who basically live. If their parents have a big swath of land behind their house. Maybe the children they can't afford something in the city, so they build like a little, mm. almost like it, it's weird when you go when you look inside them. You're like, holy shit, this thing actually it's like 200 square feet or something. Yeah. But you're like, holy fuck, you could totally they live in lot, there. Yeah. I was wondering if that was maybe a trend in Australia, but it seems like uh, man, people still like having uh, a big, yeah, yeah, big they piece need of property. A- a garden and all that stuff. I mean, it depends on which part of of Australia you're staying. Mm. I think the closer you are to the city, the compact it is. Yeah. But the ones. further away you are, you have more bigger lands and they have farms and all yeah, that. Yeah, like farms the size of a country. I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then they do keep it. I would. I wouldn't say you would say that's big. But when you're in Malaysia, we have mansions. Yeah. It was for the what's, very rich. What's big? The house? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're... Malaysia, we have yeah, mansions. Malaysia, they have like... I remember coming here and uh, I had to stay in uh, someone's house. It was my recruiter's house. I stayed there for a, a week or a few days. Sorry. I remember just walking through his house and looking for more doors and like, what? What is this open to? Where's the Where's the rest of the house? But it's weird. I mean, I've totally adapted to here, and some of my most comfortable years have been in a one room, like thirteen pyongs, so like times Tiny. three, yeah, yeah, like three point three meters. That's Korean um, meter square. Okay. So 40, 40 square meters. That's was, small. Was awesome. Oh my god! Three meters, three meters is one pyong. Yeah. Fucking so hell. So 40, 40 square. That's probably the most comfortable. The house I've ever lived in. Hey, it was a bachelor, but I mean, it was nice. And it, it, it's I always weird. wanted to stay in a tiny home too. I'm, I'm like, I don't. These really... aren't tiny yet. These are still pretty big, man. Mm. Well, we the tiny homes are. Mm. Tiny homes are tiny. Like yeah, the have... point. The point of that is that 
you're supposed to live outside, not inside. Mm-hmm. In Canada, I think it's different because the winters, they, they force you inside. So yeah. having two or three floors is normal and, and places to go mm-hmm. in your house to get away from people. You need that or you go bonkers. Mm-hmm. But in these, I mean, when I was in West Africa, I mean, you only go in your place to sleep. Yeah. Everything else is lived outside. outside. They cook outside. Everything's outside. Mm. But in Malaysia, they still have humongous houses as mm. much as possible, but they have empty houses. It's like they have entire floors which are abandoned, or rooms that are abandoned, but they're gigantic, built to impress. Mm. I saw, you know, 50 Cent, the rapper. Yeah. 50, I saw he bought in Mike Tyson. In person? Ty- no, no, no. No. I saw an interview with him, and he uh, he had bought Mike Tyson's old Um, his old mansion with like 50 rooms and he, in his interview he's like do you ever look down the hall of your house and be like I don't know what the fuck is down there but like I don't I'm too scared to go down yeah. he goes that's when I knew I needed a smaller house it was something, something similar to that yeah. I mean the whole idea of having a house a big house is nice but for me it's like if I have a big house I'm having a party that's every all the time you have your family day. coming over sure. you have your kids you how you think about family I'm thinking about parties yeah. <laughs> but it's but hold on though. but like then there's the extreme like you don't need a huge house for that I mean we we didn't have a big house but we had that all the time mm. and I think that's a lot of the part of Europe that we envy in Canada America is that kind of togetherness and, and the family yeah, yeah. because at home it's like 18 get the hell out okay mm-hmm. everyone's got their own place and I mean mom and dad they got a huge place right now for two people I mean it's, it's completely unnecessary but that's why we have these kind yeah. of HKR place but when all the kids come home there's a place to go to we have a place to go but it, like we have five kids but is it better if everyone stays in a hotel Like, they don't need to take care of that place for yeah. that long. There's nothing, they don't, they've never even been downstairs in, in, you know, years. They don't go downstairs. There's you've nothing had, to do. You've had probably 20 people in your house and over there. But that's what I mean. Like, when I was single, I used to have parties every week and I'd have, yeah. hey, anybody and everybody yeah, was welcome. We never discriminated. It's, it's, it's like that because, like, when you're, when the kids are moving out and you're like, the house is getting too big, let's, and we have shitload of money, sell this house, move to this retirement. People don't want to sell money. because the kids grew up in that house, so we want to keep the memories. Yeah. And sure. But then you have, people like you know who feel like okay i it's time for us to move and then they'll move to a very comfortable house where everything yeah, is taken care of really like old old age. see i've cut out the middle part i've just yeah. moved into the small house now yeah. <laughs> and i'm just gonna cruise through there yeah but yeah. i i yeah i i think if you had a little bit bigger but still i mean i think if i had a place like that then i need a cleaning lady and this Because you're not going to have that big place and be doing all the work. The yeah, maintenance yeah. and the upkeep is just too much. So it's not just being able to buy it. It's being able to maintain it. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people overlook. And then you go, holy shit, man. Yeah, we have a tennis court, but actually we don't play tennis. Yeah. It looks it good. And we got to maintain it. Otherwise, it's useless. The pool, the kids don't come over anymore. Now we get the pool. We only use it once a week. Is it worth it? Like, I had a pool growing up. And I look at my dad now and how much, like, you got to vacuum it once yeah. a week. You got to pour the chemicals in. It's a pain in the yes. dick. It's yeah. nice to have the idea of a pool, but they have no idea the, the maintenance the after that and all that Well, this stuff. this May long weekend, this is Victoria Day in, in Canada. Um, and every May long weekend was the opening the pool. So, you know, to think about, about yeah, or just from my dad's perspective, or the last snow of the year. Yeah. (laughs) From my dad's perspective, that was like, it wasn't a long weekend. It was like, oh, fuck, take the winter cover off, hose it down, drain the pool, fill it up. Like that's a, oh. So Amela, back to the architecture. Mm -hmm. What do you, what do you do here? You're just sending messages, calls. I actually do. What do you, are you designing? What do you design? Yeah. Yeah. So you're at home in your office at home from from eight to 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 six. 
And do you have a special computer, special pad? We usually that, do. We usually. I know no, you we have. Don't, I, don't I know do. you have software, but yeah. Is there something I know Apple's got wild stuff for all kinds of the creating? If it's I music just or my normal or, computer like that. With special software, and then you can yeah. do all your work. Yeah. How Everything is on the how cloud long now. are your days? What is the what is the remote work like? Uh, actually, this is fairly new for me, but yeah, I we follow the we could do it from Malaysia time because. The reason why this arrangement is perfect for me because I work in Korea and it's just an hour difference from yeah. Malaysia. Mm. So I could work with Malaysian time or I can work with Australian time. And right now... They're all the same, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Melbourne, they're, they're two or three difference. different mm. because they have daylight saving. Yeah, yeah. So right now I'm just an hour away from okay. uh, Melbourne before it was just two hours. Yeah. So it's still manageable. So I just work with Melbourne. So I start a bit early. So I finish early. Um, is but, everybody working... Is there a lot of people working remotely? Yes, right now in my company, uh, we all of us in Malaysia are working remotely. In Melbourne, I think they're doing hybrid. Uh, and then there's Sydney, there's Adelaide. They're all working hybrid as well. Is that a result of Corona or were you guys doing that before? Uh, corona. And then we kind of maintain in our side, Malaysia. <laughs> is there, is there a push remote. to go back? We, they try to. Like, but no, I'm living in Korea and I, we have <laughs> I'm one doing guy, good. I can do it. No problem. We have one guy in, in Malaysian team who's living in China right now. Yeah. So he's definitely not coming back. I'm definitely not coming back. But if it does happen, for me, it's easy to just go and visit. But they're very lenient. The idea is that we cho- we realize we don't need an office to, yeah. to function. It's cheaper and better for them. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Save if you do your work, but it, the problem is getting people to think that you're doing the work and that mm. you're doing it. And what, hey, lots of companies showed production uptake and, and efficiency uptake during Corona when people were you know working from home. Yeah, and, and hey, I might, I might choose to do some at one or two in the morning, and some at six in the morning, and some at three in the afternoon. But all my work gets done. Exactly, and that's what we're doing right now. But it's hard to convince always the general public are thinking that you're kind of cheating the system or well, they, I'm not cheating anything I'm doing the same amount of work and the, we're getting the same results but and even better in our case it's and deadlines we always have to chase deadlines that makes us different so in the office or out of the office it doesn't matter exactly so as long as we meet the deadline who cares which is I mean it seems like it's going to move in that direction but mm. it seems now that when no, some companies are trying to push back to the office yeah, there's a lot not, of they're not confidence with us there, there's a lot of pushback from the employees mm. that don't want to go back I think yeah. it's, it's the management has an mm. issue not mm. trusting employees yeah yeah well, fuck yeah. I mean, but the results in your are, line of work. The yeah. proof the is in the pudding. It's here. Look. Yeah. But even though uh, Elon Musk asked all the workers to go back to work. Well, that, yeah. That's just but, because, you know, if I don't see you working, you're not working. Yeah. yeah Chat GPT. We have to go on site <laughs> as well. Once we all get the drawings all ready, we have to go on site and talk to, actually see the construction. And if there's any changes, we got to go back to the office. But back to the office, back home, makes no difference. So do you do you do that now? Do you have to go to? I don't have to because no? all my projects are in Australia. But that's, you don't have to go to Australia once in a while. No, no? because we have good communication. I have a team yeah. in Melbourne, and they're the one giving us report and all that stuff. Okay, I mean, no, we need this, this, this. These are the changes. Make it by the end of this week or not. Yeah, because they have their own architects over there yeah. who are managing Overseas, the project, yeah. mm-hmm. and she's doing design. Pure I'm design. what they call project technician. So I'll just do the drawing. Is and that, that stuff. is that the dream for my kids? Like you can be an architect, you could be a lawyer, you could be a whatever, yeah. and you could live and do whatever you want. Yeah. Like you buy how, a tiny how, home for fucking twenty grand. I mean, how how different is that than how how we grew up thinking? You know, dad goes to the office or whatever, mom goes to the school or whatever every day. And I mean, I mean architect has its ups and downs. I would say the reason why I wanted to be an architect was because I've heard architect troubles. 
I would love, I've always wanted to see the world. So I'm like, fuck, sign me up. Turns and, out. And there's a lot of... Stuck in dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was depressing at one point. In Australia, it was just office, nine to five, nine to five. And um, yeah, but one thing is for sure is that when you do travel, you tend to appreciate architecture around you. But you're kind of free now, are you not? I mean, if you wanted to travel... Yeah, this is just a working from home part. I still have to work. I have to clock in and clock out. I mean, it's it's. Um, uh, I don't get that flexibility. As but you could bring your computer to Singapore or to. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. If I want Bali to. or something, and yeah. do your eight hours remote, and then any remote work. Right? But that that's what I think is cool though. Like I mean, you before to think you're stuck in Thunder Bay, Ontario for life was yeah. like holy shit. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you should. And I think you guys do get out in the community, and, and you know, if you're working from home, I think it's important to to get out, and, you know, yeah. and, and have that balance in, my, in life. Yeah. I bring my laptop by the beach, by Ilsan Beach, and sure. to some coffee place just to go out and get some fresh air. It does make a big difference. But I wish more. What? But even the social interaction that you that you'd miss in the office. I mean, you guys are coming to festivals yeah. and in markets and stuff like exactly. that. What, what do you think about that? The difference between going to the office and having like it's the same as family for me i mean when i lived at home it was morning see you guys later yeah hey how was your day good good night we didn't even care yeah eight seven people living in the same house going coming all different schedules different there was no eating time there was no i mean once we were all adolescents mm-hmm. i mean everybody had their own schedule but now when we go home i mean it's quality over quantity a hundred percent when i come back to malaysia and my colleagues find out that i'm around and now, anytime we have lunch or any events, we try to make the time to meet. Right. Because in Malaysia, traffic is really, really Maybe. bad. Yeah. So it makes no sense for everybody to waste their time in the jam and get so tired and go ha- thinking about they have to go back and all that stuff. Yeah. And they can fully just focus on work. Plus, you, you guys have like, um, what was it, the... The top Fridays or the... Um, Social Thursdays. Social Thursdays. So everybody switch on their computer and just interact with each other. And oh, that's, talk. that's yeah. cool, man. It, we have really good culture, Malaysia especially. And then other offices, they're, they're doing it hybrid. So it's it's very different than how we run things. I like... But I just... Someone who, who takes into consideration your your uh, commute to and from work, that yeah. can be tiring for some people. My boss is really, really good at In this. Seoul, man, those guys are going like an hour and a half to work. Well, can you imagine that? More. In Seoul? Fucking three hours. At least they're on the train. She did in Australia. I was winging KL. Fuck. Two hours just to go because I live in Craigieburn. I had to go to all the way to Glen Iris. Oh. Two hours. It's not even that jam. On a bus or a train or what? At a car. car. Driving. Oh my god. Dave the Daredevil. <laughs> almost break down and it was like, but that's, there? But that's oh. Toronto. I mean, and two hours you're, you're, two priced, hours. you're priced out of living in Toronto, so you got to live so far out. Yeah. That now they're an hour and a half, two hours, but <laughs> at least in Seoul, most of the guys are on the train and, and you can sleep, do your makeup, still, work, whatever you so need. That's still. Oh, sh- sure it is, but driving's worse. Yeah. God, driving that whole time? And now the rules you can't eat, you can't do your makeup, you can't look at, you can't. Man. Brutal. It's, it's good. It's good to have. The, it's one of the things I like about living here. To know how bad it was. Commute five minutes, and now yeah, you can appreciate, same. you know, staying <laughs> at home. Or, exactly. And, and it's underappreciated until you go home and meet those guys who are doing those. And you go, my commute is five or ten minutes max. Wow, you commute two, three, four hours a day. Holy yeah. shit! And you're gonna st- still sit on your desk and then just look at the screen. <laughs> yeah. 
I just couldn't. I, at one point, before I started doing this um, architecture and working remotely, I had the two years break of being a housewife and, you know, make my mark here. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. I actually <laughs> Bleed didn't in the know if I really <laughs> wanted to go back to office because I was the idea of going back to the office just like... Oh. So that break was between working in Australia, coming here. And COVID happened. So now did you just call back up and say, hey, I want to work again. Yeah. And I want to work from Dongu. Is that okay? Oh, sure. Beautiful. Yeah. Sweet. Beautiful. It works. It works. The, uh, yeah, the, this population decline and quality of life stuff has come up on tons of podcasts and stuff recently that I listen to. And um, they just put in, one of them was talking about if you if you make a social network for your employees, the retention, the performance, the efficiency is like tenfold. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to a, a CEO who doesn't care and just like, come work hard, go home. These guys made bowling clubs. They yeah. made salsa clubs. They made a food night. They bring in a chef who teaches them how to cook. They bring, And when you have all of these, because I think the, the, the question was, do you have someone at work that you feel very connected to? Yeah. And I think it was three out of 14 or something said no. Or, sorry, 11 out of 14 said no. And the results of people who don't feel connected at work, like someone they could tell a secret to or something at work, a good friend, was like decreased efficiency by crazy amounts. As soon as I start with this company, my boss assigned me what they call a buddy. And then, because working remote has its own challenges itself. Sure. One is that the the accessibility of talking to each other. It's like, hey, when I'm here, it's like, do you know how to do this? It's like, Mm. it's that easy. But... Here we're like we gotta look at your availability. Somebody's all red or having a meeting, and you're like, uh, do they have time to talk yeah. to me? So mm. you're like, shit, I, you're getting answer much later. But you gotta be proactive at the same time. Mm. Same as us at the university, just in the halls. I was there by myself for two years, you know, one other person maybe in an office. But now there's 16 of us, and you're coming from in between classes or whatever. Hey, did you do this? Did it's you, as easy how as did that. you do this? What yeah. did you? And it's. It's just that five minutes in passing, you stop, have a quick chat, it's easy. But for us, we can't. And um, they did a research that about 20% was being lonely and 20% is like they can't communicate with each other. So that, those are the struggles, mainly struggles for working yeah. remotely. So this, this guy on his podcast said, like in America, now where marriage has decreased so much, the population going to church, which is traditionally a community yeah, place, yeah. has gone down so much. And nobody feels connected at work. The efficiency is abysmal. Male and male um, afraid of each other. Yeah, sure. yeah. Really? The yeah. me too, the me too stuff. Sure, it, it's a biz. The production is abysmal now. And they say, if you can make you know bowling night and this night and that night and make yeah. make a couple social nights where you know people do this or do that and a sports club and a this. It's mind-blowing the difference in the connection of the people and then how much they want to work for the company because they feel like it's their family and not like it's, uh, you know, just somewhere I come, because put my time people, in and go home, yeah, check out. Yeah, these are the people you actually spend more time. That, that, that's, that was the point, yeah. 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 But then there's, you got to strike a balance there too because if you turn into the kind of wishy culture here where it's it's mandatory shit and you're like, in oh. In Malaysia, we have this one, my, my, my best friend has shared her story, her husband uh, office it's so they bring it to a whole nother level they have what they call work husband and work wife mm, yeah something 
You told me that in a discussion somewhere. Or someone else told me, but I think yeah. it was you. I don't think so. It was me because it's the first time I saw Cobra. I've, I've heard. I've heard about somebody. So phenomenon in Malaysia, here they too. have this. So they're they're married outside of work, but then they want to feel like a family. So they have a work husband and work wife, yeah, and then fine. they go out for like company event, yeah. and they act literally like a like. Because my best friend husband is like. Is anybody seeing this? They're like going out. They, yeah. they, they the found themselves room. sneaking in the same room. No, sure. Muslim people, okay? They're Muslim. And we're like... And th- this is arranged... This is a natural it's occurrence? A, or it's this an is an official thing that yeah, like, the, the employees it. put on each other. Yeah. And it's like a work lover, basically. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I mean, it's quite common. I've heard... I've heard of it before. Yeah? yeah. Work husband, work wife? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Want to try? One of my colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> There's only two of you, so... Yeah, she learned in a university. Wow, <laughs> man. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be Why is awkward. my wife coming home late every fucking well, day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You finally get that whole Muslim married four. You got one. Yeah, two. you get four wives. Yeah. The... One. So, Jeff, a couple of questions. Right, the headaches after one is... A couple for you. You've worked in a lot of places. What is the... What is the work ethic like here? What is the shipyard like in terms of the daily? For me, there's kind of two things. Either they work really hard or way too hard, or they work way too long and not efficient. But what what is it like being there every day and seeing it? Uh, is it the Bali Bali, everybody works hard all day? Or what's it like compared to other places you've worked? Well, to be honest, I was amazed. If I, was, uh, if I had a factory and I had to produce something, I would do it in Korea. Because, yes, they work Bali Bali. <laughs> Every day, long hours. Yeah. Usually what the shipyard does is they get them and then work them to death. And once they can't take it anymore, replace them. Mm-hmm. Which is why they're not full-time employees. They're contracted, yeah. subcontracted. And they're all contractors. Yeah. They're all, that's, I mean, HHI has almost no labor. I mean, they do the design yeah. and that's about it. They use part of the quality. Everything else is sub. Also, I believe one of the worst health records in the world, right? Uh, For deaths on the site. I don't know whether I'm allowed to say, it, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying it. Yeah, I was I'm a health and safety it. coordinator in my company, and uh, yeah, there, there's there was a few deaths uh, years uh, back. But uh, yeah, <laughs> right. now, the, the past year, at your company, yeah, uh, no, the whole HHI. Okay. Okay. Then last year there was a lot. Uh, the year oh, before okay. it was uh, fair bit. Yeah, and, but but same thing. It's hey. Get them out. Sorry to the family. Let's go. Keep the production going. Actually, we they, gotta... they have very strong unions. So the unions are fighting every day. So mm-hmm. when you have lunch, they are down. Yeah. Screaming and calling. I don't know what they call yeah. it. But, uh, so they, they fight. They actually fight. And the accidents are usually not really the company's fault. It's usually an employee who doesn't follow the, yeah. the, the guidelines. Which I can understand because they're under pressure. But they, they disassociate them. themselves by having all these guys contracted, right? If those were all yeah, Hyundai so, employees, that'd be a different story. Uh, oh, yes. But but being subcontracted, it, it, oh, it's shit, sorry. To, to just yeah. squeeze. Keep on moving. Yeah. But you, you spoke earlier to the efficiency and the, the very well-organized or the well-oiled machine uh, that, that is Hyundai. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, um, back in Malaysia, I remember the, the guys were like squatting you know, on the side of the factory. You, you give them... Um, a deadline which is more than reasonable and it was never done <laughs> uh, every chance they get you know they'll just escape go for coffee or whatever here they work and they work like this and they are proud of their job they do the job well mm. the quality of the, the work is amazing nowhere else in the world will you see that quality of work uh-huh. and that's pr- pride of doing a good job despite being overworked. now i wonder when you get out of that kind of production stuff how 
like I remember some of the ladies at work getting in trouble, not my current job, a past job. And I mean, they spend half the time on coupon shopping when, when they're at the computers and it's just busy work. Um, lots of the company guys that are in office jobs and they're staying there till 10 o'clock at night because they can't leave until the boss goes home. But yeah, yes. we're comparing apples to oranges. So that's, we're talking about the, the best yeah. produced but, machine. But, but, that, but, that, but that's what I'm talking. It's the same culture though. Yeah. It's the same culture. And, and it, it seems like it's different ends of the spectrum. That's why I asked because one side of it seems like they can make anything take all day. And on the other side, it may, they can make a miracle happen in a day. Oh, yeah. And, and that's the same country and it's 100 meters apart. The guy's in the office and the guy's... So maybe it's company culture that, that it can... But the uh, thing is, is, even the workers themselves, they go out team building. So sometimes you, you reach in the morning, you walk by a group of welders, for example, and you smell so true. <laughs> you know the night before sometimes but they will get up on time and they will do a tremendous work at SK at SK they had to blow getting in because there were so many guys showing up drunk they had yeah. to blow to get into the site we had as well <laughs> like regularly for lunchtime you blow when you get back in oh you no shit sure. lunchtime <laughs> oh wow yeah. hey but if you go to lunch in Dongu at a noodle place or just around there's guys in their coveralls proud as peak you said proud of their job proudly smashing soju for lunch with their noodles and i'm like in this kind of reminds me of they won't get caught it reminds me of europe where you know you can have a, a beer or a glass of wine but these guys might get into two or three bottles of soju and then you're like shit during lunch <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you in france do they go for a casual beer at lunch and then go back to work yeah, yeah. That- usually you have a glass of wine or beer yeah uh, just one What's a drinking culture like with young, say, 18 uh, to 25? Is it like North America go out, like, it's, it's a race to the bottom? Yeah, they, they, yeah it's oh, bad. Okay, it's okay. getting bad. Like, okay. uh, in school, they will, like, during breaks, they will bring, like, a little bottle of water, which are not water. Mm. Uh, like breaks at school? Vodka. And, <laughs> yeah, it's getting bad. I mean, generally speaking... Um, I'm not really proud of what's. Uh, that's the li- that's called the liquid lunch in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> when it's when it's hot, we get everyone to walk over to our place, crush some beers, barbecue something, go back to class for the afternoon. Nice liquid lunch. Yeah, that's. Wait, uh, but it's not everyone, uh, obviously, uh, mm. but it happens a lot and a lot of a lot. More. I used to like smoking weed sometimes at school, but not uh, never drinking. That's kind of. Now, now we have an yeah. issue. It's not weed. It's um, the carbon dioxide. You know the little bottles, yeah, the aluminium yeah. little bottles. Yeah. They pop them like crazy. What? Like, how? Like they, they pop carbon dioxide. I love. I love how. Yeah. Oh, does it change your voice? Uh, That's helium, right? <laughs> Hello, teacher. And you go around schools, <laughs> and, and it's covered everywhere in the bushes and all that. There's thousands. What's the effect? Oh, nit- no, nitrous do? oxide. No shit. What the one that like the dentist, carbon the laughing gas? Like the, the, no, it's not. It's the one you use for whipped cream. Okay. Yeah. Oh, whip it. Yeah. Yeah. What does it What does it do? It make, I have no idea. Yeah, you get fucked up for like 15 seconds. Yeah. That's yeah. right. He yeah. knows. <laughs> 15 seconds. I, no, I didn't, I didn't do that. That's fucking <laughs> crazy. That shit. Container. Yeah. Like they, they buy big bottles. <laughs> yeah. And they just whip it. Yeah. That's why that's why traveling's cool because you know our guys are on opioids and and they're <laughs> in the streets like this. Your guys are drinking uh, whipped guys. cream. Alcohol. <laughs> Is that a big whip thing? Whipped cream at home bottles. Too? The opioid. Uh, couldn't what this is um, kind of, I don't think so. Sorry, I don't know. So we, we opioid? use everywhere. Yeah. Opioid, like a synthetic pills. Or, or, yeah, pills. Any synthetic pills. Because in Malaysia, we have, you know, we call it gum, which is glue. You know those very uh, construction ones? Oh, fuck. They yeah. actually inhale those. Mm. 
we have a lot of that happening back at home. But this is this is like the drugs that have come to like the masses now, and and the white suburbs, it's, and it's, it's, it's everybody. It's prescription drugs. That oh, is fucking <clears throat> crushing! But it's crushing. so So it's accessible. Oh, 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 yeah, everywhere, yeah. everywhere. It's the biggest. It's the biggest problem in in a, in a lot North of times. America, it's, for sure. it's people coming off of <clears throat> surgery <clears throat> or something, and the, and the doctor might overprescribe oh. um, something. And yeah, well, hold on, all these young people is just for fun. I mean, mm-hmm. and and they're getting other stuff laced with this stuff, and and then you just can't get off. It, it, yeah. it just yeah, just said in the news. There's this new drug. Um, I think it's to fight diabetes. Oh fuck! Is it the the weight loss one? Yeah, Ozempic? yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard of it? And people use it for as a recreational drug. Hmm. I mean, it's getting bad, like really bad. For Oze- Ozempic, is that the one? I cannot remember. Uh, it sounded something like this. Yeah, it's it's like a syringe. Oh. Oh, I don't, I don't know. That's fucking. That's why I've, 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 I've so heard of that. So you probably have to. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it's weight loss. A weight loss, yeah. Well, that's uh, what was you saying? Everyone at home is doing that. I talked to someone. They said like, all everyone at home is on this drug. My dad's on the drug, but like it's known as a weight loss drug. Mm. But the doctor prescribes it for my dad because it's also good for your heart. It's almost like the Viagra. Like it was originally made for your heart. Yeah, but yeah. It gets Viagra a bit, it was ready for your heart. Yeah, that's the yeah. the more boners you get, the better your heart is. Yeah, <laughs> no. that's, the, that's the that's the second part. <laughs> but the uh, no, originally it was for your heart, and I think the guys kept going back and being like, "Oh, my heart's still fucked. <laughs> give me more. Give me more." Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they found out that yeah, that it's good for the heart. But what I, uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, I think I think a lot of well, a lot of people at home kind of see Europe as the happy medium, kind of the balance. I mean, starting with longer vacations, shorter work weeks. Less stress, more recreation, more balance. Not as many. The, the spectrum isn't so so big mm-hmm. until we see one of the shootings or whatever. But but those are commonplace now in America. I mean, they're they're every day, not you know twice a year. Yeah. But how do you feel having lived all over the place? Do you do you still feel that, or or what is it like from the inside looking out and the outside looking in? Is is Europe? Is it that happy medium? Is it a good balance? Because that that's, I still feel it is that way, kind of a, the best of both worlds. Uh, work wise, work, culture, recreation, family, food, everything. I mean, the diet, the Mediterranean diet. The okay, it's it's, it's going to be very hard to answer this because I think each individual items can be discussed. Mm. But I would say yes, with a big if. Didn't change that much the past few years. Yes, we had a culture where we. We had long lunch breaks, so you had time to digest and you talk with your colleagues and you had a glass of wine and that, that was fun. And then we had a balance with life, you know, you come back at five or six. Uh, but I don't know, it's kind of changing. Yeah. Uh, like we used to have like lunch and dinner with the whole family sitting together, but this is changing. It's like the values are so slowly eroding yeah. and everything is getting the same everywhere. Mm. Uh, because of Europe, we within Europe, we moved a lot. Yeah, um, we have a lot of immigration, illegal immigration, which uh, causes some issues. And let's be honest, mm-hmm. when you have a big influx of uh, illegal, that means not qualified. Coming, uh, coming from where usually? Uh, Africa. In for France, it's Africa. Okay. Uh, and that's what we were. That's what we were talking about earlier, though. Like, yeah, you say, look what we got. Look what we got. Hey, hey, look what we got. And they're like, well, well you colonized us. How come you left us this shithole? Hey, we're gonna come and try and have some of that. Yeah. Um, it's 
I mean, my time in Africa, everyone's, hey, I want to go to France, want to go to England, want to go to France, want to go to England. And now with the internet and the connectivity, and they see it all the time, and they're like, we can't even get a little bit of help for clean water, we can't get a little help for this, then I'm coming to your place. True. That's actually true. I I mean... That's a good way to see it. I think Europe is still fairly rich, and we have the image of being rich. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, that time has changed. We are not, you know, the Eldorado that we used to be. No. Yeah. And people come with this optic that if you come, you get free help, you get free everything. Right. But it's not the case. Yeah. In Canada, that's the Canadians that think like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do. We've heard of it. So why not go there? <laughs> I, I, but, we want some of those. <laughs> but but that's it. It it, it destabilizes the whole pop. Nobody. If you don't want to work, like now they they keep saying all these guys they don't want to work after Corona because they've been getting handouts for so long, mm. and it's a big problem. Yeah. Um, and there's huge labor shortages because you know too so too good for everything. Yeah. So if you have all these immigrants come in, if that's the case in France or, or Germany. And they also don't want to work because they're getting handouts when they come. Exactly. Then what's going to get them off their ass to start working? Yeah. And now you're working harder and you're paying for more of them, right? Yeah. So yeah, so that's uh, that's part of the issue. But I mean, even socially, we became more individual. But that's global. It's not just mm. France. It's right. uh, become more individual. Focus on our phones, our social medias. Sure. But what about what about step or look out a little bit? Germany, Italy, Spain. I mean, man, when we when we uh, or when I look, read, learn about them, visit, I'm like, man, this is this is the shit. Like in Korea, try and have a family meal in Korea. I mean, mm. dad gets home at nine; he already ate. Mom, yeah. this daddy's breakfast at the company. Well, you can in Canada, like we had Sunday meals. That was it. You can work whatever until we reached a certain age where it just wasn't possible anymore. Mm-mm. We had our Sunday dinners every Sunday, and, and that was it. But Man, I think that's so good to stay connected to your kids, to know what's going on in their life, to all that stuff. Like this, everybody yeah. coming and going. Like nobody knows what the hell's going on anywhere. I think the southern part of Europe, that includes the southern part of France, uh, Spain, Portugal, Italy, Greece, all, all these places are very much uh, family oriented. Still, yeah. So um, yeah, the, it's, it's you know long summer nights, so you have the family coming over, having yeah. barbecues mm. and and so on. In the north, people are, it's like more winter countries, uh, Scandinavian countries, yeah. where they do have a lot of time, but for some reason, it's colder as well in, inside. Mm. Tahiti is a bit colder. Yeah. Hmm. So I think like the southern part, which is warmer, people are warmer, and northern part but is colder. People within are within every country, can't you exist how you how you want? Like you exist in some in some ways outside of the traditional Korean. Uh, very norms yeah that's what i'm saying like but i would ask them how how it is at home but i think it's it's up to the individual how they want to live as long as your country sure but you're making sausages here but wouldn't you love to live in a community where everyone's making sausage and everyone's making and trading and and you know where there's that connection i mean that we have a lot yes some people don't want that but i think it's hard harder and harder to find that Mm. this individual life is is getting more common more popular you can find it anywhere and that's easier to do Mm. hey you guys all want to live communal and family. I want to be by myself. Yeah. That's it. I'm done. Mm. But when I would say I want to be part of a neighborhood and a community, so, well, if nobody else wants to, like you're, you're fucked. Yeah. Mm. You, know, you don't here, have that. Here is a lot of individual things. Individualism, yeah. yeah. But when I came here, I thought I was like, wow, but that's you guys are so lucky. This is so much more family oriented than Canada. Oh. Because but it's lots pen- of times grandma and grandpa live together. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, they always say Thanksgiving, Chusok and Solal. 
family, family. Yeah. And then I realized that they never see each other outside of that. And yeah. they go there and I went to start, I got and married. Did you want to go there? I got married. They don't want to. No, yeah. I went to my in-laws. I went to grandma, grandpa's and the cousins are all sitting there on their phones. And I was like, you guys don't play cards and drink and party. And yeah. nope. like, how come we're not playing games? And my wife's like, well, my cousins are kind of boring and we don't really get along. And I was like, my cousins are the craziest wacky bunch ever. And well, we go bonk. We got 25 years difference and we all have a blast yeah. together. Meeting cousins is the best. You know, you I get in trouble with yeah, your... But I here it's like... too has, has, has a huge effect on that. Because I remember growing up, back going to my village, we used to just always hang out with each other. We would just play outside, you know, play outside and all that stuff. Yeah. And now I go... And he's like... Not even all the time. We're talking about like big events like Eid and all this stuff. Yeah. You get to see kids running around. And then now I, I hardly see them again. Hmm. I, I, it's, it used to be a big event and nice. I go back again. And I, like I, I got to say these, these commercials and stuff on the little villages in Italy, the $1 houses, the $1,000 houses, pay $20,050. I, I think about that all the time. Like, but that's only go if you're there. surrounded by a, by a, a group of good people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If yeah, but I mean, if you went there, which group of Nona's isn't a good group? I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, it has to be what you're looking for. But I think that's easier to find in some of those places than sure. than at home. But here, that, it's probably a result of the forced, you know, <laughs> wanting at at home. We we'll use Christmas as an example. You're excited to to go to a Christmas dinner day day from December first. You're like, oh, I fucking we're gonna have turkey and there's yeah. a countdown. Thanksgiving yeah. here is like, oh shit, we got to go to the in laws. Oh well, my god, yeah, oh and, god. and it's a it's a it's a huge stressor. Yeah. It's like walking. But, but the hold green on, mile. no, at home it's not like that all the time too. You're talking to how we were raised. For lots of people, Christmas is stressful. They don't have money for presents. They don't have money for the big turkey dinner. <laughs> yeah, they don't have family. The the family unit now is very different than it used to be. There's so many. Oh, guys, you want more water? Sorry, so many mixed and different versions of the families now. So that that's how we grew up, and it's still like that because our families are close. But that's not by any means. That that's not everybody's uh, everybody's situation by any means. It's very very different now. Very different. When it's when it's it's forced, but you don't want it. When it's forced, and for so long, the culture here was. You know they got. Uh, it's you. You have to go, and, and this this has driven the culture the the opposite way of what they the pendulum were, swinging were thinking. Way. Because when when we came, Amela twenty years ago, yeah. they used to go for three days, the full three days, to the in laws, oh. the full three oh, days, yeah. and and they wouldn't even maybe they stop at their their the wife's mother's on the way home, and now it. It went to like half and half, and now it's like one day at mom and dad's, one day at your mom and dad's, and go relax for the last two days. Wow. And, so, and it's the, really the changed. The thing is, what they do here is usually they will cook and then serve the parents. Like, you have to kiss the feet and all that. So they don't do something fun. It's not they like Christmas. Kiss the feet? Until, we, until we, you marry a foreigner. Until they marry a foreigner. And then, and then I'm like, we got, dad's got five brothers, and they sit there like stones, drink, eat, sleep, drink, eat, sleep, and I'm like... Well, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So I started I started doing the dishes because, you know, the ladies cook for a day and a half in the kitchen, then they wash dishes for a day and a half. And I said, okay, we can fix this. We can do the dishes, then the ladies can, you know, relax a bit. But that's not even, that's putting a band-aid on it. The problem is... No, no, but, but they can relax a bit. And then, you know, I called 
my son, my son, my brother-in-law to come, and mom's like, "No, no, Prince, stay yeah, home. Don't, don't, don't you talk. cannot do the dishes with that guy." And I was like, "Mom, you're either traditional or you're not. Your wife married, your daughter married a foreigner, so that throws out the traditional. So your son can do the dishes. No, 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 no. Anyway, so now we do the dishes. The wives relax, and then we all play cards together. <laughs> and, and that, and that's kind of a, the best balance we've been able to get. The side dishes, my first." Six years of marriage, probably. We started with probably like 20 different side dishes, but you have to set three different tables. So you're looking at 60, 70 side dishes. That's a lot of work. So, but hold on. Nobody eats half of them. No, yeah, it just stays there. So I, the second year, I said, this is bonkers. The second year, I wrote down a list of all the banchans, side dish. And then I, I like, they're all, oh, Nate, this one's really good. Try it. I'm like, if it's really good, how come nobody's eating it? Yeah. Nobody's touched it. Or that one. So I wrote them all Love down. I said, Mom. Next year, every year we're going to cancel two of these things till we get to the ones people like. Mm -hmm. This is not just, oh, because they all say, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Stop doing crazy work. And then nobody eats it. And what do they do? Put it in a bag and send you home with it and throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But again, the, I think people don't enjoy the holidays here because your day-to-day -day life is fucking stress and when you get time off yeah. you're not you, looking you forward to, to chill you don't want to go yeah. out you don't want to do things yeah. you don't want to it's, it's more about recovery and I found man I've, I went through that phase too where just working crazy hours and you go like you're looking forward to like a, a Saturday night party I remember going to Hayes a couple times and just sitting there I'm like I'm not even enjoying this I'm, I'm thinking about Monday's work <laughs> I'm already tired from today's work like yeah. I'm not so at home where the people have um better life balance you know you look forward to the holidays they're not so yes. not so daunting right yes so maybe maybe changing the the work culture could have an effect kind of oh, butterfly family, effect yeah. on the on the family life where you look forward to you know to holidays that's that's sad man i think it's right. holidays Ooh. and the family the family life here is is it's not pushing people to have more children it's all about achieving achievement it has pushed them to have zero cost yeah, and, and it, it, yeah literally yeah, less they're in a major for, crisis right that's now that's why mm. they have like i think 0 0.8 lowest uh, in the world yeah it's yeah. the lowest replacement rate i mean the replacement rate is 2.1 yeah 0.8 is uh we're fucked yeah. that's not a problem i mean in canada europe france probably has the same problem and so does canada but when you have canada 500,000 immigrants a year you don't have to worry about a low birth rate yeah when you have zero immigrants a year that's japan china korea it, it's, it's it's straight down. down. It, it's already it's already the the roller coaster is already over. It's going straight down. Mm. There's there's no there's no replacement. Yes. And and, uh, and, and what are you gonna do? Like now you realize it's too late and say, okay, everybody come to Korea. <laughs> We're gonna all be international from tomorrow. Yeah. No. It's well, you're already yeah, not. It's the yeah. most homogeneous place in the world. You yeah. can't. Canada's evolved like that to welcome people from all over the world over. 160 years. And then how people it, were gonna want to come if they know that they're gonna have to work like. Right. Mm. Remember when you were at the at the shipyard and one guy was like saying, "Oh, how do you keep your uh, cultural purity?" Yeah, I was talking to um, a Korean class, uh, <laughs> and he was like, "I heard in France you have a big uh, immigration problem." I said, "We do." How do you keep your cultural purity? Well, Hitler tried it in fucking uh, World like, War Two, but well, it didn't work yeah. out so well. I was like, "If you said this in Europe, uh, <laughs> that would be considered extremely, extremely racist." Yeah. However, I do understand where this is coming from. You're meaning how do we keep retain our initial? <laughs> I visit Perry uh, Baguette yeah. twice a week. <laughs> but how, yes, it's a, it's an issue. But I mean, we believe in France that you can have multi culture yeah. and and get integrated. Sure. 
But we have we have that in Canada, and we look at it as a plus. And I'm sure France does in some ways. France is a little bit pire, but <laughs> but in in Germany and and other well, Italy, France, Germany used to be really bad, but they, they've come a long way. Nobody spoke English. Nobody was you know, yeah. and and it, it's opened up a lot the last 15, 20 years. But in Canada, we say hey, that's what makes us Canada. Mm. And that's what's made France realize these are the good parts of what we have. We, we should open up. The world is changing. And if you don't have that, you don't really realize it until until it comes. And lots of the French might not know the history in West Africa and, and what all, all, all the things that happened there. But when you do, then you go, oh, like, those boring. oh OK, um, maybe we should share. Maybe we should welcome some. And maybe there's a way to do it. Through a system where the, you know there's a graduate integration system where you can apply for refugee status or immigration, and you go into one year of skills training and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it can't just be boatloads of people. I mean, yeah, you see it, it in Florida, the Cubans coming. The, you, you can't have that's not sustainable. Yeah. But but that's government's job to create a sustainable immigration policy. Yeah. Where uh, where it's feasible. Uh, Okay, left and right parties. Mm. Uh, the left says, uh, let them in. Let, I mean, they suffer. We are rich. Just let them in. The right says, don't let them in. Uh, they're not our culture. We don't want it. Like you say, there's a middle ground, sure. which is choose your immigration. Mm. Uh, get families rather than single men. That's a, yeah. a, a big, big yeah. thing. Uh, get a family. And then if they have a job, give them an easy way in. If they don't have a job. Yeah. Send them back. Just like 90% we of the world is doing. And I think Canada does a better job of that. We yeah, Canada is doing it well. Yeah. Australia does it well. We, we, it was really hard for us to get into, though. Yeah, it was hard to get into. Too because. many types but, of visas out there. And, and then you have so to you get the sponsor, and the, the sponsor needs to prove that you need a foreigner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you get in, you, you get a job. And that's why the country works well. But, but part of, like, I mean, in America, it's, okay, anybody can come across the Mexican border. They're, they're coming from 10 different countries mm -hmm. walking all the way up. But if, if you have a real case that you want to immigrate and you're in Asia somewhere, you don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the problem. But, but there's someone who has zero skills. For, I, I, I take, for example, my, my Pakistani students. Mm -hmm. They would love to go to Canada. Yeah. They have zero chance of getting in there. Zero. Or America. Even harder. But then, you know, there could be... Immigrants coming over the border that have zero skills, zero experience, zero anything, and they don't even get questioned at the border. They, you know, there's, there's places yeah. they can just cross yeah. where these guys got to go through like life savings and all these papers and, and everything, and they have skills. They get welding yeah. licenses. They get and they can't get in. Yeah. So, but it's just easier, right? Well, you're over there. Listen, we're trying to deal with these guys that are here. Yeah. This is a big enough headache. We're just going to say no to all you guys until yeah. we can figure yeah, out this. That's problem. what we say. The government needs to be smarter about it rather than. Trying to deal with what we don't want, get the good ones in, and send back the bad ones. But but when I was when I was in <laughs> not the bad ones, the, the the ones who came illegally. When I was in when I was in lots of West Africa, which most is colonized by France, um, there was a lot of resentment and well, the French don't help us. The French did this and they left us here. The French don't, and I thought if the French. I mean, I mean I, I'm sure they invest billions and trillions, but yes. if they invest it in the right areas, maybe like it's not going to fix the problem until they don't want to leave their place. So if we can improve the lives where they are, then they stop wanting to come where we are. Yeah, the, the Ukrainians don't want to be in Canada, but problem. because of the war, they, they have to go. Yeah. And Canada's an ideal place. Yeah. Ideally, they'd like to be back in Ukraine. Of course. But for, for, for the rest of them, the Afghanis don't want to be living in Canada. They want to be in Afghanistan, yeah. but they can't. So 
but, but in that way, it, I, like the guys coming by boats, like in America wants to stop the people coming up from the south. Well, go look at El Salvador. Go look at Guatemala and yeah. Honduras. And maybe they, instead of, you know, taking all the cocaine out of Colombia and all these other things, maybe you should invest something in sustainable development of jobs and families and and. I don't know, but, yeah, but the thing is, as long as it's we have it and you don't, they're not going to stop coming. That's true. Yeah, but, but the thing is, if France invests billions, sure, yeah. if not trillions of dollars yeah. into Africa, I mean, I think I saw a figure recently it was like 13 trillion yeah. uh, USD was invested into Africa, which is more than enough to run the whole country, Absolutely. the whole continent for yeah. generations. Yeah. But the problem is, Corruption. Corruption. But this, but this guy doesn't reach the people. But this is what this is what I mean. So it has to be. It, this is like the Aboriginal problem in Canada. And then they give the money to the chiefs, and then it, you're like, go down, yeah, yeah. you got a palace and a new truck, and they don't even have plumbing next yes. door. And but it's not the, the, your job the, to do it. It's not if the French government goes and says the money has to reach. Oh, France oh, is oh, interfering oh, in our you're affairs. Interfering in our affairs. Yeah. So, oh, you are trying to control it. Yeah. So, Sure. Who are you to tell us what to do? Lose, lose. You can't win. Yeah, you, you can't, can't win. win. Yeah. They have to work uh, the base on their own. And then, yes, definitely people will help. I mean, we have been, I mean, the whole West. And that's part of what my, my point was when I was in West Africa was, hey, or, or, or wherever I went. Like, you, you got it, but you got to be able to take it and, and call your president to account. You got to yeah. be able to hold people responsible. You got to vote for the right people. And then you'll see stuff start to improve. But... The rich people's lives in Africa has improved drastically. Yeah, the rich people, yes. But the rest of the people is where the problem is. Yeah. So, yes. It, it will always be because in an economy, you need poor to have rich. Sure. And yeah. you need poor people to produce cheap stuff for the rich. Yeah. So, we, we, we can have a utopian view and say that, uh, yeah, things will improve with time, uh, everybody will be cool. But the, the, argument, the argument there is still, though, that, well, you're still exploiting us. Gold diamonds, minerals, everything is Western companies that semi-own our countries taking out the resources yeah. and yeah. paying us pennies on the dollar. But the thing is, what I'm thinking is if Europe doesn't do it, Europe still have a little bit of moral. So they build infrastructures, they build a road because it's part yeah. of the deal. If, it's, if we don't do it, who's going to do it? China. Russia and China. China's and China. doing it. China's China. already doing yeah. it. China is not building roads. They're not building schools. They're not be- they come, they take. They, they lend you money, and when they ask you to pay back, you can't. Oh, hold on. Hold on. The Horn of Africa, they built the two biggest ports. They built the national railway to get from Run the farm. Run by who? Yeah, built by Chinese. Right. Run by Chinese. So the money And indebted forever to China. Yeah. And then 20 years, you don't pay. Everyone says, oh, wow, our government's doing great. We got this new port. We can export our goods. We can this, that. Get our goods to market. And then... Belongs to us now. Default on the debt. 20 years later, and now China owns the port and the country. Smart. Yeah, and that plus is land for the... It's modern-day colonialism. It's, it's what a... It's yeah. worse than what... In Europe Malaysia, we're having Because it's 150 years later, yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. yeah. All our towers, the tall towers, the, all of those the money. China's pumping all that money. Petronas Towers. No, that's... that's not. But there's the... Who built the Petronas Towers? Petronas is built by Koreans and... Samsung, uh, isn't it? Yeah, Samsung. Oh, they did the... Burj Khalifa. One more, yeah. one more. Actually, two, one tower by the Siemens, was it? One. The German? I don't remember, Something but Siemens. Samsung one is definitely Siemens, one, one of them. Uh, Samsung. Yeah. 
And they were actually in a competition. Yeah. Yeah. To, to yeah. And then one was tilting, which is why we had a bridge. Samsung one. Samsung one was really? tilting. They were building too fast, right? <laughs> yeah, they built too fast. So it was, no shit. it was funny yeah. to think, you know. That's why there's a bridge in between. Mm, Hyundai, wow. Hyundai is cars and Samsung was electronics until you come to Korea and Samsung's cars. Yeah. One of the biggest yeah. construction companies <laughs> in the world. Hyundai's yeah. making toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? what, what? Yeah. <laughs> like oh, Peugeot actually yeah. start with a... Uh, pepper. Salt grinders. Yeah. Salt and pepper grinders. Huh. Huh. Fun fact, didn't know that too. <laughs> How do you feel when you see those French cars driving around here? Uh, honestly, I'm not really that uh, <laughs> pro-French. <laughs> I, I don't really care. <laughs> you see the Mercedes and BMW, but you see a Citroën or a Peugeot or something, you go, wow, what was that Korean thinking? How, how how did they get to that decision? I mean, it's unique. I, it's way better than a Mercedes or BMW for me. They're too common here. What I don't understand is why Samsung copies the worst model <laughs> of, of uh, Citroën. Another Renault. It's a Peugeot. No, it's a, um, the SM whatever. Three. Yeah, yeah. SM6. Yeah, SM6. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the worst one. Why pick that one? We have some nice ones. Mm. Not that one. Yeah. Okay, next one on the French one. What do you make of all these freaking bakeries? Oh. Le boulangerie, this, that, uh, tous les Paris jours, Paris baguette. baguette. It's the only French thing in there is the name. Paris. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you but hold not, on, not just the, well, we can talk about the bakeries too, but the t-shirts. Le Jardin. Oh, Every wrong. one of my university students wears French t-shirts, and I always ask them, do you know what that means? Yeah, but it's not only here. That, that's Malaysia, everywhere in Asia. Yeah, yeah. It's just random French word put together. La Vie en Rose. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hold on, La Vie en Rose is a pretty popular shop in Canada, but I mean like, uh, I don't know, well, the Cox Sportif there is <laughs> crazy here. But I mean like just random t-shirts like Maison. Yeah, what the hell's that? Well, it's, I don't know. What the fuck does my shirt say in Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an asshole, bald asshole. <laughs> what, what do you What do you make when you see all these funny shirts and the bakeries and? You're you go like, hey, look, look, look. <laughs> no, it means nothing. And why well, it's, it's cute? I rather it's French than German. Or, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't Except for the bakeries, because it's. I mean, they make it sound French, and there's nothing French in it. I mean, yes, they make a croissant that doesn't taste like a croissant. They put some, like, ham, ham and custard inside, and it's like, ugh. A corn in there. A corn. Uh, <laughs> a fucking hot dog and mustard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Come on, how about the baguette? potatoes in there. How about the baguette? This is a vegan with my coworkers. We're all French. Yeah. So we try to find which are the best. So huh. there are some good ones. One, um, I forgot the name. I forgot where it was. Um, but the pie baguette ones, you have to eat it immediately, otherwise it turns to a uh, rock. Fucking rock. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. Um, it's, it, it, this is not a real baguette. A real baguette is soft, is big bubbles inside, and so it, it has nothing to do with the real deal. But yeah. okay, we can survive. Bakers don't get to be choosy. Yeah, don't get to be choosy. <laughs> best best bakery in the city. Uh, you must have one. The Italians always knew the best pizzas, the best paninis. Um, the, what, which one is uh, Lotemart, uh, O-B-M? Opa, op, 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 OPS. 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 By Lotte. B1, B1, Lotemart. Yeah. Uh, next to the wine store. Uh, good choice and actually good quality products. I'll, I'll send you a, a link. There's another one too. I think it's an independent bakery. Yeah, and they got some good. This isn't French. French. This yeah. is Niagara Falls French. There is another ah, small perfect. one, but it's like they do like five baguettes a day. So if you're not there at eight, mm. they're all gone. Well, but are they real? They're, they're, they're real good. baguettes. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you a link for another one. It's in Samsung. It's in Samsung. Please yeah. do. I was, I was eating some gnocchi the other day 
And I was like, oh, I would, is this really good? Or am I just so desensitized to the real taste of food that it tastes, it's in my dream it's good? Or Like, I don't even remember what Nona's taste like now because I, it's, it's been so extracted from the culture and the food that I don't even know if what I, I thought, oh, and we had some mushroom risotto. And I was like, this, this, this is deadly. And I was like, Wait but my minute. mom would probably puke if she ate this. Yeah. Or Nona would would die. Is this real risotto or is yeah. this my dream that it tastes good because I don't I eat, you know, don't eat it? I had uh, gnocchi the other day and it wasn't. That's the thing. Yeah. Whatever you eat from in another country, <laughs> it's never going to taste the same. It's never going to be as good as no. the original. But I'm like, is it close? Is it like, is this recipe fully Korean? I, I can't even tell anymore because it's. I, I just been abroad for so long that I, I don't know what the heck's real anymore. <laughs> you need to survive, basically. We were in the middle of Niger and uh, in in Niamey, and we saved our money for six, seven weeks. And every six or seven weeks, we'd have one, we'd nice, splurge. Nice and I don't know what we were thinking, but it, they were serving pizza in the middle of the Sahara Desert. So <laughs> I, that should be the first sign that it's not anything close to yeah. real pizza. But God, when you're in the desert eating like mush every day and nothing else, and pizza sounds pretty damn good. Anyways, we went there. Yeah, I do. I do wonder, like, if you guys being, you know, foreigner and living in Asia, the taste bud is very different, right? The the. I mean, the best food for me now is Korean food. I. So you just said learn to adapt to it. I just love Korean food. Yeah. Wow. It's it's lighter on the stomach. When I go home, I. Lighter <laughs> on the stomach. Do you know how spicy those foods are? Oh no, yeah, I mean, but the I carbs mean, like, at home is. is in butter and oil, it's like mm-hmm. a lot less. When I go home, man, that punches up my guts pretty hard for for a week. Yeah. So we sat down in this place and got our two pizzas and maybe a cannelloni or something. I was like, how the hell is there cannelloni in the Sahara Desert? Nona would be so proud. We found cannelloni here. And we, we eat all this food and our bill's going to be whatever, 25 bucks. You can laugh. But if we're eating for $2 a day, $25 is, is 15 days worth of stuff. So... We finished, and there was a there was two three three white guys sitting over here, and we started talking to them, and they ended up being engineers from America doing retrofits on all the aircons, mm. and they're subcontracted to go all over the world to American embassies and American uh, government offices and companies and retrofit the air conditioning units. And we got up; these guys were finishing when we got there, and we chatted for a while. They left, and we went to leave, and they paid for our meal. <gasps> And we were like, holy shit, we can come back tomorrow. <laughs> Two in the same week. And, and I was like, and I was thinking like, my dad was a government worker. And I thought, man, 25 bucks or 30 bucks, like that's peanuts. And these guys are making dollars in Africa. Yeah. And that guy, those guys don't know, but they changed my life. That was before pay it forward was ever a thing. Yeah. And these guys paid it forward. And now, you know, when I meet random guys, even in Korea, and, you know, somehow we ended up in Ulsan or I meet them in Busan or whatever, and I got no problem to pay for someone's thing and try and sneak That's out first nice. and pay because that guy left an impression on me forever that he was in a position that cost him nothing. And he, yeah. he'll never know. Mm. But I've been paying it forward for 20 years since then because of that, that guy. One person. We, we have this. We, feel, we notice that doing good deeds never presents itself until you see the chance you take it yes yeah. and it may means very little for you but for the re- the next person or that person that you're affecting it's it's a huge deal mm. so i had a, an encounter 
one time at the airport, there was this uh, couple, they're probably Indian or somewhere, definitely foreigner, and I was um, trying to get water or something, <coughs> but they got, they hold up the line and they didn't have cash and their cart was dead and declined and I casually say, I'm going to pay for their water. They literally just, just bought water. Just yeah. water. Yeah, and he, and I got my food in, and I went to my table, and the guy was like, "Thank you so much." You know, want to repay you? Yeah, yeah. my wife Thank was thirsty. You. I'm a professor. Here's my card. Yeah. You know, if you ever come to my my area, yeah. please. Uh, do you have a bank account? I'll pay it. I was just like ten bucks. I was yeah. like, no, 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 it's nothing. And then another thing happened towards us when mm. we were in France. It was scorching hot. It was middle of summer. Our and train had, got cancelled. We yeah. had our suitcases. All flustered. We had to grab a bus to go oh. to the to the actual transition that we actually had to catch. Nothing will test your marriage and, more. <laughs> and we had to walk like 45 minutes under the hot sun from the closest bus stop. Fuck. And, I got quiet. And, and, you don't want me to get quiet. Jeffrey's freaking out already. And there was this guy and he was like, oh, if you just wait for a little bit, I'll come and uh, pick you up and I will drive you there. Yeah. I was like, Wait, I mean, wake up in a bathtub? Really? Well, I mean, no. We no, were maybe, scared. Maybe right? so, no, it's just, uh, I'm going to do it. Then I I had some, like, uh, gift from Korea, like some biscuits. And mm. so I took uh, some. And I said, oh, this is for, for your kids to thank you. And I was like, nope, if and I he, take something, yeah. it's not a good deed. Oh, wow. And he was a Muslim, too. And he was like, you know, um, inshallah, we'll meet again. And hopefully good things continue. All I want from you both is that to continue this good deed. Because like, yeah. oh, there must be something we can do in return. You know, sure. he's like, no, I, it becomes a transaction. Yeah. I want to do this pure. Yeah, really, well, that's what it, that when it became trendy online and stuff. And we I go to McDonald's yeah. and you say, I'll pay for the guy behind me. Yeah, 60 bucks. No problem. Though. Oh, that's the worst. No, but, but hold on. But last time it's not recording. And then I go. They go, oh, he already paid for you. Oh, okay, then what's her order? What's her order? I'll pay for yeah. hers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's his order? And everybody pay. I mean, you might have had just a McMuffin, which was five bucks, and mine might have been 15. But everybody pays for someone else, and everybody goes to work with a smile and, and happy as pie. And most of the time, it's just a coffee. Yeah. Right? I had a similar one at Home Plus, and the Korean lady was just fumbling, and she didn't have her. She forgot her cards or whatever, and said she was beat red. There's a line. Mm-hmm. And I was like... It's five bucks or something. I was like, I just put, I said, here, this is for her thing. And she's like, mm. oh, my God, thank you. Thank-. She yeah. had a baby or something. And she, you know, it was just one of those, I know what it's like. I had babies. You don't want to be in that. But I, same thing. I bet she's still doing that. She's like, you know, improve the image of foreigners here. Yeah. The Koreans were standing there doing nothing. The one guy in front of me did nothing. He's standing there going, oh, this chick's an idiot or whatever. Yeah. Here, here's five bucks. I want to get out of here. I don't want to wait yeah. for this lady. Let's go. Yeah. And I mean. Five bucks is not here. Help her and let her go, man. Come on, let's go. But yeah, it's but we'll uh, forever remember this guy. Sure, yeah, yeah. same same as he my didn't guy. Know us. He could have like, like you said, yeah. we we will wake up in the in a bathtub, but we, we took <laughs> on ice with the fucking. He could have just ignored us completely. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But we really did took a chance as well, and he took a chance on us because we could have robbed him. There was two of us. Okay, I yeah. don't not much about me to to rob him, but. We could do something sure. if we want to, yeah. but he welcomed us. He didn't know us. It and he really went out of his way because he was he going did. home. So yeah. he actually came back out yeah. to get us, drive us there to come back. Yeah. And, and when we saw some other people that were in the same case as us, give them the finger as you're driving yeah. by. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you guys! You <laughs> say I'm coming back for them. Oh wow! But it feels so good when you do it. It feels so good. Yes. Yeah. When I just After. want that drink, I just feel like. I did that. Yeah. When, it, when it's yeah, when it's not for a reason, or you're not recording, or you're not yeah. know you're on camera or something, it, it's awesome. It's a really yes. good feeling. He had, you what? haven't had a chance to. Have you? I had a chance. Though, I had a couple of chances, like I paid a parking. I remember once. 
That's the thing, though. When I see young guys drinking in Thailand or something, I'm not paying that one. But yeah, no. when I sit down at a thing and a guy starts telling me a story, he's 20 years old. I'm like, I did this. And this guy saved up for six months and he's he's tight on his budget. And I can buy his curry for three bucks or whatever. And the guy's going to be f- smiling all day. Yeah. And it's awesome. <laughs> you remember the one? The, the grandpa of old downtown? Grandpa. There was a grandpa. He, we walked by and he was like, give me the gift of food. Oh, Korea. yeah. We did something so funny. So I was like, you know what? He wants food. I'm going to get him food. So I bought him like two or three days worth of grocery. Almost I came got- back. Mm. No. Yeah. Because we had a friend I, who helped to translate. He's yeah. in Korean. And then and I was like, there you go. And he was like, looking at me like. That's not so true. I was so true in it, actually. You didn't see it. You didn't see it. I just showed. He was like rice, sausages, um, what we, a few other things. Yeah. Uh, and then he was like. No, I'm not gonna check that. He's saying this food is heavy. I want cash, and I was like, I got you food. You say you want food. I got you food, <sighs> and he was like, yeah. No, I want cash. I was like, You know what? I'll take this back. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, no way. <laughs> Gone wrong. You asked for food. Did- I give you food. That's yeah, like good. Well, maybe good deeds. Good deeds gone wrong. Yeah. No, probably. Maybe not. There, there's good some weird. There's some strange beggars here. I've seen. Uh, have you ever seen the guy with no legs? No, I Wait, don't oh, no, they, they, they have the mermaid men. Yeah, they they kind of fold their legs in and they put like uh, we have a lot of that in leather. Malaysia. I don't know if they fold them. I, I don't know this real story. And the guy, the guy just like like wiggles on the street and pushes a box yeah, of gum with his head. Figures, I call them. Yeah, how do you get? How do you get there? He didn't here. Put. I don't see yeah, them I see in Busan. Here. Well, you, you can see them. Sometimes you see these guys in front of Krispy Kreme and Lotte Mart there. Oh. If you see them, that's where you'll see them. But you don't see as much as like, in France or in yeah, Asia. In France, there's, there's nothing here. There's no like, the homelessness here. I mean, Seoul Station is the worst as it gets, and that's like one street in a busy Canadian city. I mean, wow. that's that's not even that's nothing. Yeah. And in Ulsan, you I, probably I, don't see any homeless yeah. people. It's it's and really wild. In Dongu, there's no beggar. Yeah. Like they don't beg. They sell the produce of the. You know, they have little plots in the forest, yeah. Yeah. and they sell the produce of these plots. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. They collect cardboard, they collect cans, they yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. So true. if you want to do charity, give you know, go and buy some onions from them. They tell you 10 bucks, just give 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I've given the cardboard guys money multiple times. I just, when I think you're older than my dad, and you're pulling six tons of cardboard on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Or the Ajuma, who's broken, no you know, yeah. 90 degrees, yeah, completely yeah. broken, pushing cardboard. Sure. Do you think it's because they don't have enough money or it's they just don't no, want to sit there's still? There's no retirement fund. There's no, yeah, there's no retirement. Really? Yeah. There's oh, no wow. retirement. It's 200, old age pension here is 200 bucks a month. Might have gone up to 300 now. So, but, but lots of these guys now have smartphones, which are $50 a month. <laughs> so the cost of living has risen increase. Yeah. They ju- I think they just bumped it three years ago from $200 to $300 old age. But like they don't have company pensions. Yeah. They just have the national old age pension. Lots of That's them. crazy. Like the grandmas, none of the grandma, well, some of them, if their husbands fought in the war, then they get their their husband's war pension. Yeah. But that's not, even that's not even that much. But in terms of yeah, actual pension, yeah. the women don't work. Yeah. So they only have, I mean, the women that age didn't work. So they're, they're only old age pension. So they don't really think of retirement here because I feel like once the they young have generation a kid, do. No, yeah, they the haven't started working yet. They're already thinking about retirement. But the younger generations, they will focus. When you say the younger generations, like the one who don't get married, but I'm talking about young couple who have a kid. Talking 35 they, and they will invest everything in their child. They don't think of their retirement. I feel no, but that's because their kids are supposed to take care of them. Yeah. Oh. The first son is supposed to take care of his parents. The kid is a retirement. But this is the first. This is the problem here. You have 
40-year-old guys whose wives don't work and they're responsible for taking care of their parents, maybe even giving, if their wife doesn't have any brothers, giving money to his wife's parents and his kids. They're taking care of three generations on one income. No. So that, that's the problem here. And then you don't have the time to think about your retirement. And you have to have Lotte Kingdom Castle and you have to have an Audi or, or a Mercedes. Yeah. It's just not... It's not sustainable. And yeah. a dual bag and and back to architecture. What they're doing now is, <laughs> since there's no, since there's no, um, what do you call it? No kids being born. They're retrofitting the old kindergartens into old age, mm. into old age homes. They're making them like silver cities for I people to go. I want to see that. I want to have. Mm. This is one in Japan, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a daycare center for adults. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're everywhere. Here. I want Senior. that. I want to. I want to see how Korea handled the uh, elder community here. How was mm. their retirement? Because I, I, I would like to see how. It, it's but still, the silver towns and the retirement homes are, are non-existent. I mean, they're yeah. relatively non-existent. Because it's bad. We have. Oh, the, they're in every. They're in every community. But they're not. But hold on. They have the food kitchens. The soup kitchens are communal. Everybody goes there. Mm-hmm. Those trucks line up at my house in the morning, the vans. Mm-hmm. The grandma, grandpa, kindergarten trucks mm-hmm. to pick them up. And these guys come down in all kinds of conditions that are near death. Mm-hmm. And they don't live in the places. They, they pick them up at 8 in the morning. They bring them back at 5 in the afternoon. They live with one of their kids. Yeah. But Another crazy one. There's a truck every Thursday that comes to my house. Showers them. And showers them. Yeah. Yeah. The old guy comes down, they throw him in the truck. They, because they, they they've been the independent their whole lives. They don't want, like my mother and father-in-law, they don't want to go to a nursing home. They yeah. don't want to go to old folks' home. Yeah. They'll die on the farm. They'll have that truck washing company come to the farm and wash them in the back of the truck. Yeah. We got that at my place too. Like for us, we think uh, we don't we don't want to have kids. You know, we're one of those couple who just like... We're, enjoy life. Enjoy, yeah. So we're like, okay, now we think about what's, what's going to happen because... It's true. Part of us think about, all right, what happened if we get we get old and we don't have kids to take care of us. That's why I feel like this company is like really good for me to learn how to to invest more on yeah. on retirement and all that. Learn what my possible way to definitely. I think Australia is a great place to retire. Just so you know, this is this is the hybrid system here yes, where yeah. they're trying to like the people who are our age. They think they'll live in a silver town. Mm-hmm. They have no problem, but it's their parents who don't, they're scared as hell to go into these places where yes. they, they don't know what it's like. In Canada, yeah. it's standard. Yeah. My parents know they're they're going to go to one of those eventually. And in Asia, too, they believe that, oh, if you live in an old, 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 old folks home, old folks nursing home, home. Is, and your kids put you there, oh, your kids don't love you. Oh, that's a shame. You no, no, but, but it's you love them, it's you love them more. I can live my life. Oh, we can yeah. see you when we want. Yeah. And you're not imposing on us. We're not imposing on you. And the ones in Canada, like where my Nona stayed, I mean, they have card night. They have Wii, Wii activity night where they're doing bowling, dancing, whatever. Yeah, I mean, they I have like bridge that. bridge night. It's all. And mom and dad, uh, they were in Florida. They have the community center, the pool. And every night, Thursday night is women cook dinner. Friday night, men cook dinner. There's men's golf league, women's golf league, bridge, card That's night. really good to me. St. Patrick's Day, Thanksgiving. And it's just a party for old people. No pressure for the young generation. And everybody has their own place. Their own shit. I'm doing my own shit. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. happy here. Difference with yeah. a huge, huge issue because um, yeah, the, ex- the government is slowly giving away the care of older people to private companies. Yeah. And um, there was a, a survey done in this company and... It's, it's horrible. Yeah, they're horrible. Like they're getting mistreated and mistreatment. Yeah. And the thing is the workers are not really mistreating, it's just they have no choice. They, they have they're not like many. Four four workers for yeah. for like yeah. four fifty Manpower. fifty um, 
seniors. And of the 50 seniors, only 10 of them have a proper functioning brain and yeah. the other guys. Yeah. They need to be fed. Everything. And yeah. They can't feed them, so the, the four people don't eat. Yeah. Like, they, they will mix the dessert with the, um, the main course. And, uh, Imagine build. four people dealing with 50. Well, Imagine you? French people eating the main course with dessert at the same yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> you go to jail for that. <laughs> Spaghetti like, a la mode. Diapers, diapers. Yeah. Like, they, they will say that on average you need like five per person per day, but the company try to save and do three per day. But oh, hold on, but hold on. This is a problem all over the Western world where mm. it's the inverse triangle where all the old people have no one to care for. Yes. Yeah. yes. And, and the young people don't want to care for them and there's not enough people in those in those industries to serve them so yeah. it's a huge problem and now that's canada bringing in the filipino nurses yeah. and, and that's where we get lots of immigrant skilled immigrant labor for the, some of the service industry and and the medical industry because like we need more people to take care of these old people how come so well, my plants are on fire in the back <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a lady downstairs shall we take a little smoke break? sure yeah. oh we can wrap we, it up yeah, yeah, can, let's we, go cook uh, lunch we can cook we can talk for days all right <laughs> thank you for listening and goodbye